Well, I my my problem with that is uh, Kickstarters. That's a bigger problem than Amazon. That's a huge yeah. problem. I got yeah. a couple friends who are always like backing things. I'm yeah. like, do you ever get anything from that? Yeah. Because there have been a couple times I've been like, did I really? Because, you know, you get that one that's like it takes them over a year to fulfill. Oh, sure. And you're just like, did I really? I I mean, this is cool, but did I really? There's so many cool things on Kickstarter, especially for board games. Well, that's... It's easier to say no to that because... Yes, I absolutely want that uh, Darkest Dungeon board game mm. that's like three hundred dollars yeah, with a zillion minis. But oh, I do too. Because, I'm not willing um, to spend three hundred dollars yeah. on a game that I'm not going to get in a year. Thank maybe. God! Thank God! I haven't gone that high. Yeah. yeah, and 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 actually, it's 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 less the money because I don't. I mean, I haven't been able to order anything for a while now. But uh, during uh, the pandemic, there were a couple things that I got, and. Uh, <laughs> It took a, over a year. Oh, sure. And it's just like, Use of it, I ordered this motherfucker? Yeah. Mostly it's proof of concept stuff. Yeah. At the beginning, it's all... Well, I have a Kickstarter that I bought into, oh God, it's been like a year and a half now, and they're still sending out emails saying, we're so sorry, oh, yeah. we've had to revamp the design, da 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 Here's our updates, but like... Oh, yeah. Are those are all your tiki mugs? No, it's... um No, because those aren't Kickstarters. Um, it's shoes. But they're supposed to be like dress shoes that have arch support inherently ah. built into them. So I'm like, that's perfect for me because I can't really wear anything besides tennis shoes or my Ufus anymore because for long periods of time because it starts to hurt my back because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 687. <laughs> I am Master Dorgo. Commander K. Get off my lawn. And Tub. And we're here to talk Week and Geek. I wanted to jump in on this because I wanted to move up to this question that just kind of hit me all right so all of us has ba backed a number of kickstarters is there a kickstarter uh, of anything that you wish you had backed and didn't yes what i forget what it was called but it was a one of the prototypes of an outdoor smokeless stove oh that thing yeah <clears throat> and now if you try to buy it it's like oh my god it's like double the price of what it would have been if I had done the Kickstarter because they do sell them now and you can buy them through like REI and through their website or whatever. Um, I'd have to find the brand, but they it was the very first one they did. It was portable, so you could take it camping and it's smokeless and it's completely contained, which means you can use it in, at campgrounds that even don't allow open burning. It was like, perfect. You can cook on it. You can use it as like- um, A USB charger. Yeah, USB charger. I mean, it was crazy. So yeah. I wish we had, I really wish we had- <laughs> Okay, is there one that you missed that you wish you had? Um, if there is, I can't. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, mm, Cthulhu Wars. Oh, wow. Going it, old school on that. Yeah, one. I mean, it, it's just... Uh, Cthulhu Wars, a massive board game with massive, massive minis and massive. a massive price tag. Yes, yes. Massive, everything massive. It's um, it's Cthulhu Risk. Yeah, basically. and uh, But, I mean, you know, really... I don't really, I don't really, I don't really check up on a lot of Kickstarters, so I don't really get a lot of, you know, gee whiz, I wish I could. That at least that I think of, I probably could, you know, dig around and, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, I remember not doing that or something. I am glad I never did uh, the Far West RPG, so. Tabletop? Yeah, that one, uh, and it was like a multimedia thing that they were planning and, that went live in 2011 and funded and 
There you go. And then never, <laughs> they never like fulfilled. Yeah, if you uh, if you actually Google Far West RPG Kickstarter, you'll see the the whole story. It's it's just at the fire festival of Kickstarters. And it was it was dude, it was funny because uh, the the concept art was beautiful. It was just wuxia gunslinging, you know, thing because it was uh, the old West, but also. China and Japan of the time. The concepts were great. It looked great. I I remember when I saw it in 2011. I'm like, oh, buy the film rights to this, TV rights with this. This would be cool. And it's uh, probably, it's a thing. Probably still available those rights. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, yeah, but, but yeah, something like that. So no, eh. Barry, what did you miss? Uh, a couple, a couple of them. Um, well, I'm gonna say it's the big board games, like the one I just said, uh, the uh, Darkest Dungeon, and they did a Kickstarter for that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's 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 still being produced right now, but you can buy in late. Yeah, backer but, kit. Yeah, but you're gonna pay top dollar for it. And then of course Frost Haven, because we were just at the store the other day and I saw a copy. That for box like, is humongous. They're selling that game by the pound. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like I was having trouble lifting the damn thing. Um, what was it? Four hundred dollars? Three. Three. It was three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. I don't have to spend. Now you could have gotten it for like two hundred or something like that if you backed it way the hell early. But there oh, you yeah. go. And of course, the other thing I, I always regret, regret every not buying every time they come around, Dwarven Forge. Oh well, okay. Uh, you know you what? You have backed them before. Though. I have backed them before, and I've gotten <clears throat> great, great stuff from those. Yeah. But. It costs so much to yes. back them now because yes. that shit's expensive. Yeah, but it's the newer, so worth it. The newer ones they do are so, so. Barry has both types of Dwarven Forge. The old type, which is like polystone. Yeah, and, but you you have to put them specifically you have to protect in it. like foam. Or right, you could drop them and break them. For our non-tabletop game listeners, what is Dwarven? Forge? Dwarven Forge is terrain. It's modular terrain where three D. Like, yeah, three D terrain where you could put them together and make a room of different kinds. If Google this. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Very first, modular and very beautiful. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I first got introduced to it. Uh, the guys from Penny Arcade were playing with it, and it looked amazing. And so I looked at it. I was like, oh, I got to get these. And I got a whole bunch of the old school sets. And then they came out with this stuff they called Dwarvenite, which is like a plastic polymer, polymer yeah. type of thing. It's heavy, and you could just throw a bunch of it in a bag. And, and it's so it's awesome. Because, yeah, they it came literally with a big like a tote bag and you just chuck it all into there and it's you can carry a shit ton of it around whereas the before you have to carry boxes oh yeah like to keep it from breaking yeah. yeah yes now i have half of them which are painted and i think i did a good job painting them i think it's hard for me to screw up stone you dev, know dev, did true you do a good job yes because okay. it's stone yeah. yes because i'm not oh, a good painter okay. but the go. other ones i didn't paint yet just saying i got a whole bag of these things uh, ah, uh, uh. but they, they do tons of different <laughs> sets like you can do like i think didn't you buy the the pub set? Like it's a village building. I, yeah. I I bought first like the dungeon set and then like the cavern set, and then I bought the pub set, pub building, whatever. And you can make like multi story buildings out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little weird, but it works. It does. Uh, it works better if you have like all the outdoor stuff that they have and the castle stuff and yeah. And oh, there's I so love their much. cavern stuff. Oh, the oh, cavern yeah. stuff. So cool. Cavern the stuff. old so cool. school cavern stuff they have where it's like resin, it's like glass, mm-hmm. and it looks like water. Yeah. It's really gorgeous. Yeah. But I regret not buying these things because they cost so much when they come out, and then they don't always have these sets available. No, no, they're limited.
limited. Yeah. yeah. They do like 1,500 uh, or something. They occasionally reprint yeah. them or whatever, but... You yeah, know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you got to get them while they're you out. You got to get them, and they're gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and fun to play with. Yeah, but then also we hit the point where we weren't playing face to face because COVID. So yeah, you know, having all of those, and that's they tried to do some Kickstarters during that time, and it was like, why spend the money? Because I'm just staring who knows at these when boxes. We can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only have one that I remember that I kind of wish I got, and it's not even for the final product because apparently the final product isn't very good. Uh, they released, uh, they kickstarted an Evil Dead board game. Mm. And big Evil Dead fan. Uh, so, why not? Well, the reason is, is because there's a lot of horror-themed board games out there based on properties, and they're designed by people who really don't have a lot of experience designing games. Yep. And even though they bought the license, doesn't mean they can create a good product. And apparently, this board game is one of those. The... However, if you backed it, <laughs> one of the uh, perks for backing it is that you would get a pair of six-sided die uh, made of wood that were cut from the original cabin from the movie that they tore down. Oh, that's of. cool. Oh, wow. So that's the only reason I just had to back that Kickstarter. <laughs> I want the die. Wow. Everything else is going in the trash. <laughs> I, I love that shit. I, I have a, a piece of the uh, cabin from Friday the 13th. And I have a piece of the porch from the house from the Goonies. I, I, I buy junk from movies, is what I'm saying. That's wow. yeah. just crap junk wow. people throw away. I, I gave them green pieces of paper for it. <laughs> there was, uh, it's been like a decade or so. Uh, there's a guy, I believe his name is Ken Whitman. He is actually kind of known for sort of Ponzi skiing his uh, Kickstarters. He did a Kickstarter for Knights of the Dinner Table where they did not a live action miniseries and they they did like a couple episodes and it became a holy hell of of licensing and it not getting out and not honoring stuff and it was only recently that uh, Knights of the Dinner Table uh, Kenzerko actually got got a hold got the rights got a hold of the uh episodes and everything because oh. it was like such a huge mess so and you can go onto youtube and just look up kickstarter fails oh yeah so many of them there there was one guy who uh i read the did you ever hear about the guy who he didn't fulfill but he had actually he'd actually like printed up his book and he finally got so angry at people bugging him about not fulfilling. He actually videotaped, videotaped. Eh. He videoed and put up on YouTube him throwing books into a fire. <laughs> Just as like a giant fuck you to people. That's wow. called a mental breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Hell. yeah it is. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was, it, it's like, okay, none of this makes sense. He's got the product but he's i don't understand what the hell's going on here the, the, the whole thing man sounds like um, my mom does that sometimes when it's just like too much she just shuts down no sure never mind sure and so i could see him being like fuck this shit and just yeah instead of mailing them burning yeah, them yeah. some people aren't prepared for success of kickstarters well they say they yeah. say yeah uh, a lot of them say have actually have your thing done yeah. you know you may not have it all printed and everything but if you have your writing done you have your 
Um, well, have your everything lined up so the manufacturer you're going to use and all of that stuff yes, and, yes. and make sure that they can handle different levels of capacities and it's not just the small batch like right yeah because when you get really successful that has actually bit people on the ass oh, yeah yeah because they they've can't be really demand. they've really gotten fucked when it yep. when it went uh <clears throat> viral yeah you'll f i'll figure it out later that'll kill you yeah, oh, yeah yeah or or they overdo they just go bug shit crazy on stretch goals Oh, yeah. And they they recommend way too much. And or they just you know. overpromise this thing that's going to be great, and it sucks. I only ever backed one thing I regretted. I haven't backed that much, but I backed this VR thing because I wanted to use it for D&D. Yeah. Where you put these... You get these these glasses, like the cheap cardboard like VR thing where you put your phone in front of it or something, and uh, it's supposed to... You, the, the, you point the phone at a at like a QR code on, on, the, on the map... And that's like your dragon or your, your adventure or your monster or whatever, and it moves around and does stuff. It looked kind of neat, but it was so unusable. You couldn't tell what the hell that was, really. And you had to point it just the right direction, and that thing never worked right for the phone. Mm. I threw all that shit away. It was just worthless. Oh, I didn't spend a lot on it, but they sure didn't spend a lot on it either. Yeah, really? <laughs> Yeah, that that I'll that's the one thing I'll I'll say. At least I I don't Kickstarter like crazy, so I don't have any regrets. I don't have anything I got where I was like, oh Jesus, that was stupid. I I did buy I did get one thing for Kickstarter. I was very happy with. I just haven't used it yet. Hero Forge, when they first but the hero for people who don't know, Hero Forge is the thing where you design your own three D character and they print it. Yeah. And now they'll even color it for they'll you. They'll paint it for you. They'll paint it for you or whatever. And they'll send it to you. It's super popular. When they first were developing their newest, newer stuff that had color and everything, I'm like, I'm going to back this because I'm going to use it. And then I just never figured out what I really wanted to use my credits for. And I still have two credits. Yeah, we have two figures we can make. And ah. I didn't know what to make. I don't know what to make with them. We, we, uh, we gave Major Meh a gift certificate <clears throat> years ago. Uh, to make a character on Hero Forge. Did he ever do it? He has not or done it. Or did he just say, and meh. So my, um, I no, actually... Not, I, not meh, meh, Maple Leaf Matt. Oh, him. Oh, okay. Yeah. You all, that makes sense. Um, so I have I have one that I, I built and purchased, and, and Todd painted it for me. It was my little goblin. Goblin. Yeah, and uh, which I need to find right now. I'm trying to find it trying to find that figure uh -oh. i took her out and all of the sheets because i couldn't fit everything all of my stuff anymore in one bag one D, &D bag so but um that's the one i that's the one i got on hero hero forge and i really like that because you can customize the entire thing if you want it to hold a knife you can hold a knife if you want it to hold a crossbow it holds a crossbow oh, they, if you want it to have certain color like hair and a certain like like yeah. it's not just a you this is the goblin now. figure they, they, they've gone they've They've come so far. It's yeah. just flat out amazing. You can what you customize can the base. Like, are they in the forest? Are they on a ship? Are they like on you a rock? You can even build oversized ones now. Yes, yeah. they have statues. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, Carl will just turn to the side and drop it in the pile right next to him and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do uh, envy those guys who got really good with three D printing and really mm. know what they're doing because they'll just crack out a, a figure like it's nothing and here i am like struggling to print out paper minis for things I'm well like, a lot of that has do. to do with also the software you have that's attached to your 3d printer it's not just having a 3d printer it's the quality of the image that you are asking it to build you can also d just design your figure at hero forge and just get the file you need to print which is really cool yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. cool 
Carl moved which back is, to town. Which is, <laughs> yeah, Carl, that, that's really up. interesting, too, because on the one hand, you would sit there and be like, all right, aren't they aren't they cutting them off, cutting themselves off at the knees no. by doing that? But Charge a few bucks for that, fine. Yeah, yeah. apparently that's a, that's a workable model. Yeah, but so. what they have absolutely no overhead with that. The program's already done. Sending yeah. the file costs nothing to them. Yep. Yeah. Just there's a lot of uh, uh, Patreons out there uh, that are monthly I have miniatures. One. Well, I have one that's not miniatures, but it's monthly. It's for D and D. It's for doing Roll Twenty. It's monthly scenario sets. Oh, okay. Maps, um, and uh, it's one of those pay whatever you feel appropriate ones. So oh, it's wow. not even like nice. Yeah, um, and it's I love it because it you can he builds the ones he does he does. Oh gosh, it's like almost one a week. Sometimes it's a little bit less, but some, most time it's one a week. It's a lot of work. And he'll make them for Roll Twenty. He'll make it for uh, a couple of different platforms, online platforms, and then he'll also make it because I don't whoever. Those of you who have used Roll Twenty, you can place the grid on your map so that you can see the five by five squares, or you can play without a grid, which is more complicated because of the way that it does the restrictions on what you can see what you can't see versus dark vision and all those things and uh, fog of war and all that stuff um but yeah i love it it's great i wish i wish i wish i wish that i liked online D. &D. i wish i liked roll 20 and fantasy grounds and all that because if that was the case i would have quit my job a couple years ago and done that full-time and sold maps and I, i can build all that stuff yeah i know i just i don't like online D and D, so I'm I mean, stuck with a regular job like a schmuck. Nothing compares to the face to face; it really doesn't. Well, and like, yeah. especially being a newer DM, um, I can tell. I this actually got pointed out to me last game because when I am face to face, it's easier for me to let you guys talk amongst yourselves and not me like, you know, sometimes how you want to just jump in and be like, "Well, that doesn't matter. Move on." You know what I mean? Like, why are you talking about this thing that I? just said and like it really means nothing and you are like it made the whole point oh like, yeah um and i can i found in person <laughs> it's easier to let them do that because the last game we played um they started talking about something and i made a side comment about like how but you know that doesn't really matter so and courtney's like deborah you need to let us do that on our own <laughs> okay but we weren't face to face right we're talking over video chat we're not even on like camera but we're you gotta herd voice cats chatting. you can't herd cats over a camera no and that, that's and, and it's hard downside. to wing it it's hard to wing it is it. hard to wing I, it. I was lucky with the guys with the thing i did last time because we we totally theater of mind we did not need maps or anything that's so nice. so that's my it, kind it, of D. &D. yeah nice. it, it was it it and it, and the guys were just into it, so I was like, "Oh, thank God!" But man, oh, and I prepped for like an hour with maps and shit beforehand, creating the NPCs and everything, and and I didn't use any of them. But boy, oh, it's and well, I did, like winging did, it. Did you have combat? Uh, we did not have combat. Well, that's why. Remember, yeah. this was the game that they did. They went carousing and yeah, they, all the, the carousing lines. stuff. Well, and that's was, fine. That's yeah. that's good. That's good fun. But when combat comes, uh, the way the, uh, the way it is now, you are you need fucked. It. Yeah. You are fucked. Well, it and yeah, and it's just ugh. So I don't know. I and I love winging it. That's really my preferred style. You know, just have a vague idea what you guys are gonna do. Have certain beats and, you have to hit. Yeah. And 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 uh, and it's just 
got to get the map. You got to do the NPCs. You got to get that. You got to reskin this. You got to get this guy. Yeah, for online. You know, and crazy. I don't even do the the crazy shit like making the APIs right and making new weapons, new spells. I mean, Jesus, some of them. Uh, fucking. Actually, I think I think all of them. Jeffrey Roth, Ozzy Matt. They 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 rename things and and they recreate weapons and shit like that that they're using. Oh yeah, they fully fill out their their sheet. Hell, I, well, I, I do that too. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like when they 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 create like super stabby sword, and you click on that and it does all the what well, have that's, you. That's yeah, you leave you it know, to the players to do that, and, but and, you have to do that sometimes. Well, sure, and it's just and it's just, but but what I'm saying is. They do that, and there are people who do that, and it's me. I'm like, I'm still struggling to make sure my fucking grid matches. I had to, I had to emergency <laughs> call uh, Hoffman last time uh-huh. because um, I had put my map on the wrong layer. Oh, that'll kill you. And yes, and it, and I couldn't figure. I, I didn't know I had done that, so mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. So I'm, I had, I had a similar. So the layer I was trying to. So I bought the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Roll 20 set. So it comes with all of the characters that are named in the book and all their stats and all the locations. And so it's easier to do maps and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have to do, you still have to play with the map to do Fog of War and hide things so that, you know, they can't see the whole map when you first put them on the map. And for the life, because we don't play that often, I was like, what the fuck? And oh, I, yeah. I did it. I spent, I'm not even kidding. It was like an hour clicking putting all the lines in place so that it would draw the walls and do all these things and then they start playing and they go in and i'm like can you they're like we can't see anything like you can't see anything and another map it was we can see the whole thing i was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. sometimes you gotta you gotta balance that you gotta say okay Uh, perfect example is with dwarven forge if i build this whole thing oh you know, you, you have, okay, here it is. Here's the whole thing. If I have to, I'll cover certain parts with a piece of cardboard, but for the most part, just play like you don't know. You know, pretend. Um, oh, Barry, playing Dwarven Forge before camera phones and, like, you have to end a session? Because I've seen guys who, like, they didn't pre-plan oh, no. their, their setup. They just, all right, it's here. There's some here. We do that. And, and then it's like we hit midnight and we got to stop. And there we are in the middle of this Dwarven Forge oh, that no, takes up this, and there's nobody, this back before, before camera, camera phones. phones, and it's sort of, or it's somebody break out the digital camera, can somebody do something so here? Draw, draw a you, you draw a fucking picture, oh God, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's really funny, a lot, and some of that stuff is very cool, but then it intensifies your prep. And one of the cool things, often, about role playing is just, hey, Want to play? Yeah, sure. Let's just... Okay, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, here we I go. I was talking with Elena once. Who? Thank you, Elena, for providing us both with all these crazy she, maps and all this information. so My God. fucking dedicated. So it's insane. dedicated. But she said to me once, you know, it, it's easy. All you got to do is just, just pop in a map, throw in some stats, <laughs> but bing, bang, boom, done. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. No. <laughs> well, it's funny. She also If you runs, have all that stuff ready, you yeah. know where it is. And she runs a lot. Cause yeah, like, you run like, a lot. Was, I, you know... I, I'll I'll sit there and I'm just like I've done this five times before, but I still can't remember right. how to fucking grid this thing. Because right. you'll forget. Yeah. Well, yeah. especially like when you do it only once every six weeks to two yeah. months, yeah. and you're like, um, if I if I did it as as a as a job and I was there at the beginning with start playing games, I could have gotten in real good. 
but I just said, no, I'm not doing online. And then that went off and got super popular and so did online D&D. And that's just, it, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not for me. Yeah. If it's for you, dude, there's a great resource in the startplaying.games. It's tough. But and, it's it, and it is because there are plenty of people who just can't find people. Yeah. Yeah. They or they live in small to, towns. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have like enough people. No bodies in the area. to play with. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's actually a great thing to. Uh, no, it's a great thing. And people who wouldn't normally get out of their house and don't want to deal with like randos. Well, you're dealing with randos, but it's online. You know? <laughs> there you, you don't, go. You don't have to smell them. <laughs> there you go. There's the, that, that's there Barry's uh, VTT uh, advert. You don't have to smell them. I like it. That's a good tag. Roll, <laughs> roll Barry. You roll don't Barry have to smell them. You don't have to smell them. <laughs> so before we get into what we did this week, I just want to thank uh, Microscope for sending us Meet the Feebles. Or sending me meet the feebles. Yeah, that, like, it's like who who us? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to watch it with you. <laughs> so yeah, watch it, your it's, face while you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my hands. And also send us some uh, uh, ass kicking popcorn. Is that what it is? Yeah, you got three flavors in here. I, I think it's we got three flavors here. <laughs> We're gonna taste. Uh, We're gonna them taste them next, next week. Uh, next week we'll yeah, because yeah. yeah. we had some sandwiches and donuts and shit. But that's some good. That that it's you know it's good because it's in a cloth bag. And I also want to send a thank you out to Cthulhu Collector. We got your package with the Raoul Partha Battletech minis. And so um, I've been looking through those. And yeah, those some of those are going to work just fine. So expect some of those in future Kofi get- giveaways painted up quite and nicely. Speaking of which, thank you, Glumly, for taking a picture of your giant ass sandwich. Yes. <laughs> of course, last week we uh, sent uh, uh, we do the random prize to a Kofi member and uh we giving the uh, the popularity of the sandwich podcast. Yes. What? Well, I, I I'm talking about what's happening inside his brain. <laughs> yes, inside Barry's brain. Ooh, not reality. I have not stopped hearing about it. I was gonna it. say. Yeah, I'm so excited to do this. Yes. You don't understand. Yes, he has. I was boring dead to fucking death on the drive over here. <laughs> he has exactly four followers in that, and so <laughs> oh, many. We are legion. However, uh, he did send a, san- a sandwich yeah. as the prize. Well, I couldn't. I looked and I'm like, oh, what the hell am I going to send this guy? You know what? Fuck it. Let's send him a sandwich. So I, I, I got him on Discord. I'm like, hey, you hungry? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Guess what's coming? <laughs> uh, Jersey Mike's? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's a Jersey Mike's. That's very nice. Uh, so uh, thank you all, Kofi members. Uh, that's some uh, stuff that's coming up. And thank you for those who sent these things. Cthulhu uh, the Collector, uh, Microscope, thank you so, so much. So... Uh, what geeky things you do this week, uh, Deb? So besides um, catching up on all the other things we've already talked about show-wise, um, we started The Diplomat on the Netflix. Diplomat. Diplomat. Oh my God, I, I'm I'm really enjoying the show and partially. So it stars Carrie Russell and Rufus Sewell. And Rufus Sewell's the guy from Dark City. Yes, the main character from Dark City. He's done a shit ton of other things since then, obviously, but yeah. Whatever, he's the guy from Dark City. <laughs> And then Carrie Russell, for those of you who don't know, she started um, her career in Felicity. She was Felicity on that show and has since done quite a few things. Um, but it's funny because I am also watching The Americans. So when I travel, when I fly, I download The Americans on my tablet and I watch that and I'm on the last season. And so in The Americans, she plays a Russian spy that is pretending to be an American, right? And in The Diplomat, she's playing an American ambassador that is trying to foul a plan by Russia. It's just weird. It's like, because I'm watching them at the same time and I'm like, this is just so ironic. It's like, uh, what is, it's it's weird. But yeah, it's really good. And I really like Carrie Russell. Um, I feel like she's one of those actors that 
lets her personal personality kind of shine through in a little bit in how she plays her characters. Um, but the way she plays this character, she's very, she's very upfront. She doesn't sugarcoat anything because she's a diplomat, but she's, I forget what they call it, but the very first episode is talking about how her and her husband have been diplomats in war zones pretty much their whole career. So it's not like they don't get the diplomatic roles that are just, you know, for show or to give someone, you know, who gave the president a ton of money, a pat on the back for giving them a ton of money for their, their last election. Um, so she gets stationed in um, England, which is not what she was expecting because she was supposed to be stationed in Kabul. And, um, Kabul. and um, so it's like a whole different environment and world for her because it's more political than she's used to. And so it's dealing with all of that. It's really interesting. I really but it, like the show. But there's a tinge of funny to it too. There is. And, and sarcasm and like, you know, it's... So Barry's actually enjoying it too because it's got like those... It's not just a serious show about uh, politics or whatever. Yeah, it's it's good. And I'm Michael really McKeon's it. the president. Come on, the guy from Spinal Tap. I like it. <laughs> Mr. Green from the yes. from Clue from Clue, which took me like three characters. I was like, Color Monster. He's like, no. And I was like, Professor, no. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah it's the other one. <laughs> I still gotta see that. Wait, 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 what? You haven't seen Clue. I haven't seen Clue. Jeff, what the Jeff, heck? Oh, wrong shit. With you? Oh, shit. Jeff, Clue, I hate your life. <laughs> I hate your Okay, life. I think instead of letting votes happen for the next round of voting, it's Clue. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Clue. It's Clue. It's Clue. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Kofi thing. So there you go. Them. There you go. Everyone listening right now, it's Clue. That's okay? right. <laughs> Deb will come clue, to your house. It's Clue. Yes. It has been decided. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Diplomat, you're enjoying that. Very much. Anything else? Uh, no, I, well, there's one I want really, really, really want to watch. And I saw it the other day, but I haven't had a chance because Barry will not watch it. There's a new Bridgerton, like, pre-sequel. Yeah. For, oh, God. For the queen. And I want to watch it so bad. Wow. I saw him die a little. I know. Yeah. And, she, and she's getting excited. Oh, yeah. Man. She, she, she like, took the life from him in yeah. that moment. <laughs> I'm not going to, we went to Netflix because it's on Netflix, too. And we were booting up Netflix to either watch The Blacklist, which we've been watching, trying to catch up on for years, and uh, The Diplomat, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, oh my God, it's Bridgerton. I was like, wait, no, it's not the actual third season of Bridgerton, but it's still Bridgerton. He's like, no. Great. So every time I leave the room and come back in, there's going to be someone dancing. There's going to be dancing in a ballroom, because that's the all they do. So yeah. Is it the D&D undead creature, the white, that steals a level when it touches you? Is that yeah? That the uh, picture? I mean, a yeah. lot of all them right. do, but Deb, yeah. you're so white. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. True and true. My, my, yeah. Mighty whitey. Yeah. <laughs> WH. <laughs> Barry, what'd you do? Oh, man. Uh, you know, honestly, not a whole hell of a lot. I did have, okay, a couple things. I was, I was getting in the mood for D&D because I'm going to be running a game, finally. You know, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, you know what it takes to get him to run a game. <sighs> Time snacks. Two people not involved in our circle going. We want to play D and D. Alcohol. Well, all those things. Time, <laughs> snacks, alcohol, and two people not involved in our circle who want to play D and D to learn. Oh, my friends want to play D and D. Oh wow, these two two women. These two women want to play some D and D. I got time. I've got <laughs> snacks. I've got alcohol. This is all working out perfect. Let me tell you about running D&D for all women. <laughs> I may have covered this before. talked about that before. Yeah. Yes. It is not as cracked up. It's, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Just don't play on Friday nights after work. It's fine. 
Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah. You just don't want to play on a Friday night after everyone has worked Monday through Friday. Because someone's going to end up having to apologize to me profusely <laughs> for their behavior. We're going to leave it there. Oh, my. Well, that and that was me. That must, that must be, it's probably something too when the entire table, their their cycles fall into sync, and yeah, that you, doesn't happen. That, that doesn't. That's, <laughs> that's, no. that's not how that works. Especially at all. when there's two moons. Yep. <sighs> Where the hell did this go? Oh, right. D and D. So we're gonna be running D and D. So I'll, I'll tell you how that goes. Um, but I started like researching monsters and and new stuff online, and I came across some fiction. Uh, Rock Falls, Everyone Dies. Oh, I've heard of that. You heard yeah. of that? Yeah. It's on Royal Road, which is like a fan fiction kind of. Yeah. yeah. By a guy named Z Champ. By a stroke of fate, a stone gains sentience and sets out on a grand quest to touch grass. However, the system forgot to change the stats from their metric values to their appropriate strength, intelligence, dexterity values, and things escalate. That's it. It's about a rock. It's about a rock that gains levels by going down a mountain. That's it. Is this a, an RPG and you play the rock? What, no, what is this? No, no, no. It's just a story. Yeah. It's just a fun story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the, well, so it's, it's similar to that YouTube channel. There's a YouTube channel that you watch. It's about like NPCs. And uh, there's one that was pretty long, actually. And it's actually a whole NPC. And all he can say is that one phrase that he was programmed to say. But he ends up going way off his storyline and way off his script. And it's funny. That's good. I wish I could remember what the hell that was. Yeah. No, that site's got a bunch of interesting fiction. Not all of it is good. What? What's the site? Most of it. Royal not. Road. Yeah. Royal Road. Most yeah. of it is not. But some of it. There are some winners in there. You, you I did find. I did find one about a mimic that I was like, oh, a mimic. Oh, this is lewd. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. It gets lewd real yeah. quick. I'm like, yeah. you try to open that chest and then suddenly. Yeah, dude, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love a story about a good mimic, though. <laughs> Great monsters. Hey, side yeah. note, in, in Tiny Tina's, I love the mimics in that game because there's chests all over the place in this game, and every once in a while you'll get a mimic, and they if you can kill it and it doesn't kill you first because you weren't expecting it, you can get a shit ton of treasure out of it. But I like how they did that because it's just like randomly thrown, and they'll even do it in the world. Like when you're on the, the mini-map and you open the boxes... Um, it'll sometimes be, be a mimic, mimic too. And they're freaky too. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like the the treasure goblin in uh, I think that's I think that's Diablo. Oh, oh like yeah. Kill and oh, yeah. Kill and then suddenly it just, just this drops little blah, 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 and it's like picking up stuff and you, and suddenly you're surrounded by a thousand enemies, but, but that's you're like the one you're treasure going. goblin and you're just chasing after him. <laughs> yep. Because when you hit him, it's a massive drop. <laughs> but you got to get him before he teleports. Yeah. Doesn't he steal treasure too? That's dropped that you haven't picked up yet. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that's awful. his whole deal. He's so, awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love me a good mimic. Anyway, that's really all I got a chance to do this week. Rock falls, everyone dies. Yeah, that's all it. right. Yeah, really dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> oh boy, what? Uh oh. This, this, your, your whole tone just wow, changed. Wow, what happened? Who? Told I you? bought an Xbox One X a while back. Mostly because I could get one before a PlayStation 5, but I wanted to get both. But the only reason I was in the market for an Xbox Series X is because Xbox bought Bethesda, and I love Bethesda games. Not all of them. Some of them are just okay, but the big ones I love. They have a good track record. Right. The Elder Scrolls series, Fallout series, really love those. Some of the other ones, I mean, Doom's okay and whatever, but... <clears throat> 
But the first Xbox Salvo, the first Bethesda game, uh, Bethesda owns Arcane Studios now. They bought that a while back. They're the ones that made the Dishonored series. Decent games. I think Dishonored's just okay. I enjoy yeah, them up okay. to a point. I played it on the uh, Game Pass. But the world they build is really interesting. Uh, the stealth gameplay, mm, mm. I don't know if it speaks to me. Uh, so Arcane did something a little different this time. And the first big Xbox game drop, exclusive only to Xbox from Bethesda, came out this last week, a game called Redfall. They announced it a couple years back, and it is a city that's been overrun with vampires, and you choose one of four characters to go out and save this town. Um, Didn't know much about it going into it. All I knew, first Bethesda game release. And being that it's a Xbox uh, exclusive. It is part of Xbox Game Pass. So I'm like, yay me. I don't have to buy it. I can just download it, play it, enjoy it. In fact, I started downloading it a few days prior because they allow you to do that for some of the big releases. So it's ready to go when it's time. Now, I can't get it because I only have an Xbox, like a regular one, right? right. The older. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the new stuff. Only the new systems have this. Okay. And only the Xboxes. And the game's crap. Oh, oh man, it's absolutely crap. It is Destiny reskinned with a vampire town. It is a looter shooter, but not even a good one, not even a complete one. Arcane did a good job of creating the town. It feels like an arcane town. They they made a lot of decisions to kind of tell story within setting. However, the Combat is lackluster, and combat's the point. The game is meant to be played with multiple players, and there is kind of a neat aspect to that where they have created a system of dialogue that when you're playing with friends, uh, your characters don't know each other and get to know each other over time and create a familiarity. So that's kind of neat. However, I'm not playing with people, and it sucks single player. Uh, It's... A while back, the big problem was they made single-player games and then they tacked on co-op and the co-op sucked. <laughs> now it's the opposite. Uh, the now they're making way. co-op games and tacking on single-player and the single-player sucks. Uh, I, I played probably a total of four hours before I said, you know what, I've given it plenty of time. I'm done with this. And so, so much so that I'm starting to rethink my Xbox purchase. Wow. Ooh. Because if this is their big salvo, Xbox has a problem right now with exclusive games. PlayStation's releasing a lot of really good ones. Xbox going, ah, Starfield's coming out later this year. Just wait, people. At some point. Didn't they say that like a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. Both of these games were pushed back. Yeah. And I I don't mind that. Games should be pushed back if they're not ready. This one is still not ready, but they obviously needed to push it out before Starfield. Mm. That's had to be what happened there nobody is happy with this game phil spencer came out and that's the head of xbox he apologized oh wow for this game. oh wow that bad right uh and he also said something kind of weird he said uh, and he's he's saying the starfield is going to be good okay we'll see it when mm. we believe it although this one is actually a bethesda studio game versus like an arcane studio game so i have a little more faith in starfield wait a minute starfield wait a minute. Is, wait, wait, wait. starfield it's a it's a space Elder Scrolls. Okay, I'm because I was confusing it with Star Citizen. Oh yeah, big difference. Which is already out, right? It's just it's one of those permanent alphas. Yeah, that's not it's not out. It's yeah, it's in permanent non-release. Um, yeah. So, 
I, I still have faith that that's going to be a decent game because that is created by the people who created Elder Scrolls Fallout. Uh, but this has been a big disappointment. But the thing is, Phil Spencer said uh, with this is that nobody is buying an Xbox uh, or, or no one, his, his real quote was, no one's going to sell the PlayStation 5 uh, to buy an Xbox to play Star Citizen. Now, of course not, Phil. That's a dumb thing to say. People will buy an Xbox and a PlayStation 5. Yeah. And why will they get it? Because they want to play Star Citizen. Star- now you got me saying Sorry, Star sorry, Star sorry. Starfield, 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 Starfield. Starfield. <laughs> so, so I'm very disappointed in this. However, uh, a, a to lift the story back up, they also released a couple weeks ago, and you can't play this either, Barry, because it's only in the new system. Back me. Uh, another Bethesda game that was originally released on the PlayStation first, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. No, 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 no. I saw that for download. I just oh, haven't you can down- get it. I just haven't downloaded it. I am enjoying that. Really? It is a Bethesda game. Please uh, tell me more. Uh, it is a open world game. Takes place in Tokyo. A very good recreation of Tokyo. This game. Uh, is steeped in Japanese lore. It is all just Japanese lore. Oh, it's, like it's, I might like it, it. it. It feels like an anime in story. That's, oh. Maybe that's why I didn't download it. But uh, I'll give it a shot now. But the, the whole premise is uh, your guy dies in a car wreck, uh, but he's um, he's dead, but not quite. A, another being enters and try takes over his body. Uh, now he exists as two people, and this other guy has powers. However, all the souls of all the people in the entire city have disappeared. The bodies have disappeared. There's clothes on the ground and there's souls floating up. And what can only really be described as the gentleman from the Buffy the Vampire series uh, comes out and starts grasping the souls, encasing them in Hellraiser boxes and sending them off to their the demon they work for. And your job is to... It, you're, of course, it's a whole Japanese anime thing, so your sister's in trouble, so you have to save her. <laughs> right? Uh, however, the game is fun. It's colorful. The combat is fun and varied. Uh, the various enemies are very neat. I really enjoy the encyclopedia of this game because they have really fought through because they call them the visitors, these creatures of this game. They are basically the anxieties of Japanese culture made flesh. Like one is based on the Japanese working man. And that's the gentleman style one. There's one based on the anxieties of uh, schoolgirls in Japan and their, their need to be loved and desired, but still cohesive in one kind of style of person. Uh, Just there's so many different well thought out creatures in this and they're beautifully creepy designed and the main bad guy is in a kabuki demon mask with blood coming out of its eyes it's it's wonderfully disturbing and i was kind of reminded of the show you've been watching lock uh something on co lockwood and co lockwood and co in that that you're basically you're the only one that could destroy these ghosts that are trying to steal souls and you are also rescuing souls uh in a very japanese uh lore style way of doing it and everything that you collect in this game has kind of a story behind it and its importance to Japanese culture. So it almost feels like an education as well. But the gameplay is fun. I, I've been wanting to play this game for a while. It finally came out for the Xbox. And it's uh, it's a 
decent Bethesda game. I've only played it for a couple hours, so who knows? Might get worse over time. Might bore me. But for right now, it's been great and I've really been enjoying. It. There's plenty of things to do, and uh, your uh, maneuverability is surprisingly versatile. All right. So, city. is it better or worse than Power Wash Simulator? Better. Ooh, that's uh, a wow. tall bar. Wow. Better in a, in a different way, though. Uh, Power Wash Simulator is way more immersive and way much more for t- turning your brain off. <laughs> okay. But this one turns your brain on. It's a whole different kind of creature. All right. So, uh, Redfall, fuck you. It's terrible. Don't even try it. They'll eventually probably try to fix it. Is Maybe. it as bad as Fallout 76? Um, it's not as MMO-like like Fallout 76 is because you can only have up to four characters in a game. When you're playing it, there's one to four characters. And that's the thing is when you're playing a single player in Redfall, one of your powers for your character is only really good for multiplayer yeah. and you have three powers. So that's lame. Yeah. And but I don't want to play with multiplayer. And it's also broken as I'm walking. I'm seeing uh, the bad guys appear in midair and drop into uh, their spot. Yeah. It just. Oh, no. Yeah. Dude. Just no. just really. And just. Boring and empty. Is, is it a game they could fix? Possibly. Hell, they they did it for No Man's Sky. Anybody can apparently do that. Uh, will they? Who, who knows? Uh, all I know is right now, ain't worth your money. And it's the first game on the Xbox that's gotten released that costs $70. It's the first $70 game for the Xbox, and it is not worth half of that. That is why you do not pre-order games. You do not do it. Well, Ever. Play on Game Pass. Game, oh, pass. game pass is the way to go yeah well uh, you know what if you don't want to do game pass or you have uh x uh playstation whose version of game pass is nowhere near as good uh i still have my gamefly account and i use it regularly that's how i'm playing harry potter and actually harry potter's gotten a lot better really it's gotten it, it's it's taken 20 hours but i've gotten finally immersed in that world and it's i'm enjoying myself playing it's like it. saying well you know star trek next generation gets good around season three it's it's a slow burn of a game and it's and i've also kind of given myself over to what that game wants you to be and it wants you just to exist in the world of harry potter instead of having a goal in it and right. so if you embrace that idea about it that oh i'm just going to play in the world of harry potter for a little bit game's good However, it's like, I want to see what the storyline is from A, B to C. Uh, That's not the game this is. Uh, But anyway, that's what I have to say about Redfall. Fuck it. Wow. Okay, what you got? Well, I watched uh, Samaritan. Samaritan. Yes. Sly Stallone superhero movie. Oh, I saw that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. That was cool. Interesting. Yes. And What's uh, his power? uh, He's... Almost, no. He can turn bread into toast. Yeah. He can make I have sandwiches. He's super strong, if I remember yes. correctly, right? Yeah. Indestructible or just super strong? Uh, kind of indestructible. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. 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 You know. Like in the same way of uh, Bruce Willis's character in Unbreakable, that kind of? I haven't uh, seen that, so. uh, More no. so, I think, right? Yeah, more, yeah. Much, much stronger than that. Oh, okay. So, a little bit of Wolverine, a little bit of Superman. You know, he doesn't fly or anything, but... Just generally superheroish. Yeah, and um, uh, he's retired, and in fact, he's in hiding, and trying trying to lead a undercover okay. life and everything Kinda like that. There is a twist that it was funny. I uh, 
how do how do I phrase this? I didn't see coming so much, but I I was watching the movie going. You know, you know how I would make the twist. You know what my twist would be. Same thing. Yeah. So, so I guess I did see it coming then. So, but it was uh, it was actually kind of fun. Uh, the bad guy was played by the guy who played Euron Greyjoy. Uh, Greyjoy. Uh, it took me a while to figure that out. I was just like, oh, where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? And then, hey, Todd, you yeah. just watched Last Action Hero. Yes. The kid was a lot like that kid, but I actually was kind of annoyed by the way they wrote him. So the kid bothered me a bit. I'm not going to say that the actor bothered me, but that character did. The writing, did. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 the writing. And and so I was just, meh. But it was interesting. It was interesting. It You know, it's it's no Marvel movie, but it's interesting. So Samaritan. Where's that? Samaritan. Netflix, that was right? on... Amazon, probably. Uh, yes. Amazon. One yeah. of those. <laughs> it was Amazon. Figure it out. I think it was like exclusive to Amazon. I think yeah. it's an Amazon film. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got a first look deal over there. No, so. Stallone. But uh, Stallone's yeah. doing well. He's got that movie. He's got that Tulsa thing going on. Yeah, he's yeah. Got the next Expendables coming. Yeah, yep. yep. They're doing another Expendables. Expendables yep. four. They're just gonna keep doing them until until the actors can't physically do those movies anymore. Well, until they're gone. <laughs> I know it's doing okay because my HSX stock is still fine. So there you go. That's how you know. That's how I. That's how I pay attention to movies now. Like, oh where's the stock? Uh oh, it dropped five dollars. Oh what dear. happened? Oh Go dear. look it up. You know what I'll do? I'll save one share of stock just so I can track how the how the how the stock is doing. Otherwise, I'll just sell it all off. Like with Constantine, too. I I, I I've already made my money on that, so I sold it all. But oh, one. Poor I'll tell you this: I'm forever gonna short Jack Black and Josh Gad. <laughs> well, they are. I'll short. lose all money on that. I don't care. I'm shorting it. Um, I watched Medieval. Which is a, it's an interesting movie because it's sort of foreign made, but it was also made in English. I think it was a Czech made movie about Jan Ziska. Jan Ziska. Who is one of the uh, greatest generals in history. Um, He actually never lost a battle and he fought in a 30 years war. Um, And uh, towards the end, he was was a general leading uh, armies in the Hussite wars uh, totally blind because, you know, like war wounds and stuff. Oh, wow. So this this is about his early uh, days when he first became, you know, when he first started rebelling and stuff. And uh, Michael Caine's in it and uh, Matthew B. Good. Who, we saw this because it came out last year. I think yeah. we saw this. Robert. Wait, I never saw it. He, he never lost a battle. Right. And 30 years war. But, but you don't get all that because this is just about the start. They were clearly just putting him in the wrong battles then. Yeah. 30 years. Jesus. The Wolverine origins of 30 years war movies. Yeah. Okay. No, he, he he was younger when he was fine. He he pretty much was a mercenary his whole life. He was 70, in his 70s when he died. Yeah. So he fought forever. <clears throat> and he developed like, uh, uh, he was constantly outnumbered. So they literally, it's really funny, but it was almost like if Major Meh oh was in that time. And fighting because it was literally like, okay, we're going to we're going to chain all our wagons together, and then we're going to put up 
We're going to double load the outside walls of the wagons, and that's where we'll shoot our guns and hold our pole arms. And I want guys underneath the wagons to cut at defeated people, and then we'll just sit there and take their charges and stuff and beat them. And it was it was crazy, and it worked. <clears throat> so it wasn't great. Yeah, I just saw it had a 6 out of 10 rating. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've decided, watching this, I've decided... American movies, Hollywood movies, tend to be action set pieces and you put a story there to like tie them all together. And I think these bigger European movies, they tend to have these emotional set pieces that they then tie together loosely with a story. And just like in a lot of American blockbusters, sometimes it doesn't do a great job of it. Because there's a ton of emotional, oh, my God, this person died. Oh, my God, they won the battle. You know, there's tons of those moments in the movie. And that's how I kind of saw it as constructed. So it was it was just, I think. Whereas in Indian movies, there's a lot of dancing. There's oh, a lot the, of dancing. That's so good. Amazing dancing. You just, you just those yeah, you can, yes. watch, you can watch RRR and it's just dancing. Anyway. So much fun. Um, yep. so, I, I wish I could find the one. You know what? I know it's a big get, monkeys, and they're they're. <laughs> you they're, know what? It's it's very possible you that you would never encounter this movie in your life, but I need to find a movie. I saw it on an airplane to England, about maybe about two thousand eleven. Human Centipede. Yes, no. the musical, and it was an opera. The <laughs> no, it was about a. This guy hunting down a terrorist. There was a terrorist in the mall. It's an Indian film. And when the terrorist started breaking out into song, it was amazing. And the song was so good, I rewound it over and over again. And I forgot what the name of that movie is. I need to know. So I have a few friends in Houston that are Indian and, like, you know, go back and forth quite a bit. Um, so they might know. I need it. I yeah. need it in my life. That's. I know, I, it's, a, I know no. it's a strong get. Don't feel bad if you can't because. <laughs> This is obscure, real obscure. There you go. Um, I'm reading a not very good book at all. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> then why are you still reading it's it? It's the Red Fall of Books. Yeah. Just stop, actually, I've kind kind of stopped. Yeah, it was. It's it's one of those uh, lit RPG. Okay. Uh, Self published things. This that's the thing where you you end up in an RPG world. And your character and Dun Dungeons oh. and Dragons, the cartoon roll, as a novel. There's yeah. actually oh, yeah, there's a few of those. Roll a twenty. Of there's a lot. Or critical of roll. No, it's a uh, roll twenty. There's a. It's one of the ones on our Kindle anyway, but it's like that where it's like they start to play a D and D game tabletop, and then their DM is actually critical like a, failure or something, something like that. Yes. And he, yeah, yeah, that, that was that was fun. Puts That's them fun. all into the game as their characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. I actually enjoy critical failures. The farting uh, uh, orc guy was just. <laughs> that shit was killing. Yeah, me. his charisma was what like. Oh my, yeah, seven his charisma was his dumb stat, and he was. Oh my god, that shit just killed me over and over again. <laughs> I was just dying. Um, so, so not this one's not like this that. one. It, yeah, it's funny because I part of it is I'm reading, and I think it's kind of training my editor's eye because I want to get into doing some editing, seeing about getting work in that, and so reading these, I'm like, oh yeah, I can just totally see what's wrong here. And I think there's also a lot of, you know, authorial, don't do this, you know, going on. Because it's just tons, tons. This guy's real major problem is tons of redundancies. Ooh. Tons of just, 
Um, Can you uh, give us an example? Oh, Jesus. Um, it, it'll be, uh, I don't have a great one, but it'll be like, you know, he'll say something and uh, apologize, and the other character will be like, it's okay, I understand. And the way he structures the sentence, it's like, you could have done that with either it's okay or I understand. And so there's a ton of that. You know, he, it reads in he, stereo. He looked into the dimly lit room. It's like you could have just said he looked into the dim room. You know, and, and stuff like that. There's just tons of... Uh, just a lot of unnecessary fluff to fill yeah, yeah. word count. Well, I don't know if he's filling word count or if he honestly just doesn't, doesn't know. Or how. doesn't have an editor and yeah, is just doesn't editing know himself. how to describe that's stuff. That's one of the things that's wrong with Royal Road. None of those people have editors. Oh, oh yeah. No, or no. apparently, spell check. Yeah, they're just, they're just sitting, dude, what is that? I don't know. It's I, called my, fanfic. My editor at the magazine I work at actually made a comment about spelling. And I'm like, what the hell are my fellow writers typing on that they're having spelling problems? I, you know, if I have a spelling problem, it's usually because I get fumble fingers. But it's right there. Well, not the every fucking red line. But not everybody has it auto on. You have there is a setting you can turn it off. Yeah, I guess. No, there I, are motherfuckers <laughs> who still confuse there, there, and there. That's well, not a that's not a typing thing. That's a you don't know English. how to, you don't know how to English. Thing. Oh, I have that problem well. with commas. I never know when is it perfect. I, yeah, I put sometimes I put commas. I'm like, there's probably too many commas in that. But I don't. care. I love commas. So you know, <laughs> I, it's funny. I'll, I I have to come around the, to the Oxford comma. But I'm I'm there one now. of the first things I do with an editor, a new editor. It's like. Oxford comma, do you like it or not? Because I like it. <clears throat> but anyway, so I, I look, you know, there's lots of stuff like that. And I'm just like, man. So I'm, I, uh, it, it's been weird. It's a nice concept. It's actually an interesting concept because, uh, and it's, it's a, it's kind of an old one. It's sort of sword and planet. It's not quite just straight fantasy. It's kind of uh, science fantasy. And this guy, it's isekai, which is you die and you're reborn in the, the on another world. <clears throat> and one of the interesting things is it's incredibly gamey, right? But it's not specifically said that he's in a game world. This kid died and now he's in this world. And it's literally like he... <sighs> the Does culture, you literally pull up a, a holographic screen to arrange your skill points and everything but this is how life is and they don't even do the conceit of oh yeah we're in a game and I, this is how i so, like those you know and it's so it's sort of an interesting concept that way but yeah his writing is really really rough so ugh. so I, I just i've been i've been reading through that and i'm just like i i don't know I don't know how far I'm going to get with this. But at the same time, I also do think I'm reading, I'm learning a lot. Because boy, oh boy, more and more stuff like that just starts st standing out. It's just like, wow, this is wrong, this is wrong. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. What are you doing? So <laughs> on the obverse, which is, you know, the other side. Yes. I'm reading that. very good short stories. What, before? Oh. What's the name of that one you didn't like? Oh, you you really want me to put that out? There? I just yeah, I do. I don't want to. Uh, so you don't want to blindsided. I don't think Todd. Todd, really? Are you in the business of getting uh, some of our listeners getting movie. lit RPGs? On, I've got a few. I've you do. A few, yeah. Well, that's true. Critical critical failure. Which once again, folks, I talked about that a long time ago. You've talked about it. It is actually it is actually uh, fun. Fun. 
Yeah, one word kill. I've got that one. Oh no! Don't don't give me the page. I just want the cover. Just give me the cover. Jesus Christ, Biggs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, what do you want me to do? Okay. I, I sorry. I thought you had it in your copious notes there. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> We're a professional podcast. Isekai. Arr! Isekai leveling colon system unlocked. That's the name of the book. That's yeah. so terrible. Yeah. That's an awful name. You lost name. me at the name. <laughs> at the name you lost me. Isekai leveling? Colon whatever. But dude, dude, hold on a second. I'm going to do this. No, please don't. Uh, yes, whatever I am. Whatever you're going to do. Yes, I, I, I am. I wish you yes, wouldn't. I am. Look at this cover. This is a nice cover. Don't do a Stephen Biggs thing. Yeah, stop showing me video things. Nice. Yeah, okay, it's, the cover is nice. The but cover is it. nice. Because, you know, one of the things. Is it though? Yeah. No. no. The, one of the things I hate. Is uh, is that the the new uniform standard for fantasy covers, which is just a a sword hilt? Oh yeah, my God, the the, the Fred Saberhaganism. Oh of, my of novels, fucking God! And it's like that the big the big five, big five, the big five publishers. That's become the standard for a lot of epic fantasy. Cup. That's that's how you know, and it's like holy shit balls! You guys are really doing this. This is crazy. It's got to be a sword on the cover. That way, you know it's about swords yeah, and but shit, dude. It's like this. It it it. Oh god! They need more pictures <laughs> of sandwiches. Bear. I'm telling you. Oh boy. Well, so I like it a little better than the random guy with green fire in his hand. That's. <gasps> oh, what if like we started a new genre? Sword and sandwich. Oh, okay. Oh, do, <laughs> tell me how oh. sword and sandwich works. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right, Barry, uh, we'll do work? that. We're doing sword and sandwich. Yes, we do. I, I will. It's set in a uh, uh, like medieval-y type yeah. of old, you know. Let's be clear, they didn't have sandwiches back then. They had dry the bread. They had magic back then either, bro. That's yeah. Oh, burn. Oh, burn. So that's burn. it. The magic is, is not magic. It's sandwiches. So take whatever magic contributes to the story. To like sorcery contributes to sword and sorcery and replace it with ugh, sandwich. No, <laughs> I still don't get how. It works. I, don't, I don't get it either. Yeah, uh, so I said no. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to get it. It's suspension you're of disbelief. What the fuck, dude? So, the, suspend, is, I'm not supposed to get a suspension of belief. Disbelief. <laughs> it's like you don't know how the force works, no, it's but just, you accept that it's cool. That's right. You know what else is cool? Sandwich. You know, sad nauseum publishing house. How, stop Sword and sandwiches. Oh. You're not supposed to. Not not suspension of a belief. Suspension of. of getting of, it. Of so eating a certain type of sandwich gives you a certain type of magical ability. <gasps> Maybe in your world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's see, it's a genre. I'm not saying there's a hard and fast rule. That's right. You it's eat an Italian. Genre. You you eat a ham and cheese. You get strong. An Italian. That's one possible interpretation oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. Conan the Grinder. Yeah. yeah. Magic yeah. works well. in a di- well, with an e. <laughs> we talked about this. There's heroes and subs and and hoagies and grinders. <laughs> They're all kind of the same thing. It yeah. depends on where you're from. But the so, grinders are gay. It's like yeah, Coke, with, without pop, any. or soda. <laughs> Coke, pop, or soda. 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 Okay. Soda. We're off on some tangent here. Yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm reading the digital magazine Swords and Sorceries, and which is a heroic fantasy magazine. And uh, this is volume five. I've uh, gotten all five of them. And it's on Kindle. And I really actually uh, have enjoyed this one. The editors have actually get some good authors. Uh, the, one of the first stories, The Rotted Land, is by 
Charles Gramlich. I really like Gramlich. I think you would like him too, Todd, because he's very Lovecraftian. He's very Cthulhu-esque and weird fiction-esque in his uh, sword and sorcery. He really embraces the whole uh, historic adventure fantasy plus Lovecraftian cosmic horror as a definition of sword and sorcery. So the title is The Rotted Lamb? The Rotted Land. 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 Oh, yeah, I heard lamb too, and then I thought, yeah. hey, <clears throat> sandwich. There you go. Get well, that mutton. Especially the rotted one if it's your Yeah, podcast. that's Well, you know, you got to cure it. Uh, I'll cure him. Yeah. So, that, you know, and that basic story, uh, The Rotted Land, it takes place uh, kind of like in a, uh, a swampy type of area so a rotted land um then the the best one so far i'm on four stories in and i think there's like eight or ten stories is skulls for silver and it's by someone named harry elliott i had not heard of him before that one's very good that one is sort of like a DD inspired type of story where you have three characters who are really rather almost stereotypical in terms of player types but the characters are nicely realized it's well written it's a nice good uh plot they just they're just playing caravan guards and things are not what you know they thought they were and i was actually very impressed with the writing of that story i was i was i was very happy and i i was actually starting it because of Gramlich, because he's so good. And this guy, I'll say it. Sorry, Charles. Well, it uh, this was a this was an even better story. So, <clears throat> so I uh, really appreciated going from one <laughs> to the other. Yeah. So, Swords and Sorceries. It's a digital magazine. Volume five just came out. You're not going to go wrong with uh, that magazine if you want some good quality short stories. And it's exclusively heroic fantasy. It's exclusively sword and sorcery. So, And then all these notes here are just my character I'm trying to create for Barry's game. What are you going to make? I'm going to go with a hex blade. Okay. Um, I was, because I, was, I, I wanted to play a blaster warlock but then someone else is playing a sorcerer. And Barry's all like, play what you want to play, don't worry, you know. But My God, it sounded just like me. Yeah, and, it. and yeah. it was and it was just like, uh, okay. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> and, but I was like, ah, oh, but I always, Todd, I always, as the game starts rolling on, I just want to pull out a sword and start bashing heads. Every, whatever concept I play, and I've been playing D&D, for over 40 years, and it's always the same. It's like, I'm going to do this, we're going to create that, and then at some point, I just want to just... Get up there and smash it. Just, yes, I just want to debit. I just want to so debit. That's when you cast reverse gravity, and everyone <laughs> is screwed. <laughs> yeah. So You love that spell too much. <laughs> it's, but you must have really enjoyed it in uh, the D&D movie when that happened. Yes, I did. Actually, I, was I like, saw her get all excited. <laughs> I'm over here counting spell slots as they're firing <laughs> off and dead. <laughs> so, um, but one of the, when you do, I was like thinking, well, Hexblade and Paladin, that's one of the legendary uh, 5e uh, multi-class builds. But you really should start Paladin before you move into Hexblade. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know what? 
if I go with Hexblade, I can still be a Blasting Warlock if I decide. So I'm going to start with that, and by third level, we'll Just, see. Yeah, decide which way you want to go later. Right. You don't have to plan out everything and, from the beginning, and one like the, some people I know I, well, do. Yeah, well, it's really funny because... Because uh, Major Meh there is, it is. is just like, uh, well, if you're going to be melee, I'm going to go ranged. And I'm like, don't do that. I don't want... Play you know? what you want to play. Yeah. I'll work it out. So I'm also, I'm thinking, uh, uh, you know, fortunately, Meh doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to trick him. And uh, I'll start out like I'm going to be ranged. And then I'll probably end sure up in he melee. Does he does listen, listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I know he does listen. That's what the face was for. Oh. Uh, but anyway... Um, so, you know, I'm just thinking that's what I'll do. It, Astral Elf, which is the new elf from Spelljammer, because elves are everywhere. Everywhere. So, and then uh, I discovered some errata there that I was talking. Errata. Okay. Errata. I wanted to not, make sure. Not erotic. Okay. Um, errata. It's okay if you did. That's a whole other game, yeah. and not I need to get game. paid $500 <laughs> a session, <laughs> and then take a hot call. Shower after you're only charging $500 a session for that <laughs> per person, <laughs> per person. There you go. Uh, anyway, um, for because in uh Spelljammer they have two backgrounds that actually are kind of potent. Um, because apparently the new thing in uh, DD looks like going into 5.5 5 is you're going to get your a couple skills. Maybe tool proficiency, maybe language, and some kind of feat. And so, in which hasn't existed in fifth edition, they right. got rid of it after fourth edition. And uh, the uh, the the spell jammer, uh, one gets uh, magic initiate, and the other background gets tough. And they were saying there's actually errata where it says this this paragraph accidentally got left out. But if you're playing a character with a background from another type of campaign or like the PHB or something like that, you should take a feat at first level and it's magic initiate, tough, or skilled, which is uh, three additional proficiency. Proficient in the senses. <laughs> and um, I was just like telling Barry that, seeing if I could get him to be all like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys should uh, get one of those feats. But You can uh, always take, you have the option to take a feat or you add two points to well that's that's, stat, that's, right? that's at level levels. four right at different levels yeah yeah, yeah. your yeah. asis right yeah. uh, ability score improvements but this is at first level so so is i would necessary yeah why more more stuff you don't need more stuff and you then need less stuff at first level and then and then todd you missed it because uh, uh yeah uh major meh Barry and I got into a discussion on what makes for imagination, and and Barry was. Ah, oh, uh, here we fucking Barry. go. <laughs> what makes for imagination? Everyone yeah. knows it's figment. There you go. Yes, it is so, figment. Yes, no, thank it's you very eating much. sandwiches right before bed. There you go. <laughs> it's a little purple dragon. <laughs> so that was funny because I was just like, "Hey, what about a Yanti pure blood?" Oh God. What about? Uh, and what, I Yanti was arguing <laughs> that Kirsten is one of these guys that's like, "Okay, you can be A, B, C, or D. Oh, I want to be like this 
Z character. Yeah. Like super rare. Because I'm special. No, and it's just like, no, that's not why. I'm just, it's just interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, that's why I and, like to do interesting characters. And he was, and he was just Elves like. Elves aren't interesting. Dwarves aren't I, interesting. I, I can, was a half, really good character. Halfling bards yeah, aren't interesting. Yeah, exactly. They What's can, wrong with a halfling bard? They oh, fuck made, those guys. They could be made interesting. Play a druid that's afraid of animals. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Play a human. Make that interesting. No. There's nothing I, wrong with the that. The problem is I always I've done humans. that. I, no, you don't. <laughs> don't give me that shit. I often you, play you, humans. You, oh, God. The last couple of times when I did played he do? humans twice. When did he do? When he, was the last time he played our, a human? All of our Houston when, games he played humans. When did oh. he do? When did he do? Because <laughs> when he do? When do do do? do? In this in this one shot I ran, he was a gnome <laughs> illusionist. He's he splurged the goblin in uh, as an NPC in his game. So it's just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. He's just like, I have the imagination to oh. make a human very interesting, and that's why I play generally human you characters. Sound just like wow. him. You nailed him. Yeah, man. there that, it is. That, that's me again. That's pretentious. Hey, fuck, his uh, last Barry one, his main right character was Pirate Dave, which is Pirate Dave! Barry. There you go. In D and D form, he just oh, drinks boy. all the time and tries oh, to yeah, play guitar. Oh yeah, there you go. That's imagination for you. <laughs> it tries to play guitar. Well, no, he was a bard, so I bought a ukulele like for real. Yes, he would bring it to the games and play. I learned four chords and I'd make up stupid songs. But usually, it ended up with the cow in the field goes moo. Okay. Yeah. That's about what I expected. And it, and yeah. you can only do that if you're playing a human. <laughs> You play a bugbear, you can't do that. It's totally... Because, well, no, the bugbear would sound like this. And that is beautiful to that culture. What's I, wrong I, with yeah, you? Yeah, I kind of like it myself. So, anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he actually disappointed Major Meh because he laid down. No bugbears. <laughs> Kobolds are problematic. No fucking Because warranty. first level adventurers are going to want to kill them as soon as they see them. I would. And we were like, not goblins? Well, of course not. Because Deb wants to play a goblin. Oh, no, no. No, no. There's I have played this goblin character in a couple of campaigns. Yeah. There you go. And, and th that and means that. Lewis is going to play a goblin, too. And I can I can work <laughs> around it with goblins. Kobolds? I can work around it with goblins. Okay, so here comes the party. <laughs> it's all fucking goblins and kobolds and wanty and fucking astral dreadnoughts and shit. Yeah. No, it's why about, not? It's about hair level. He doesn't. <laughs> I just love it. I he just, doesn't want to play an evil campaign, and that that dictates. I don't want to run an evil I campaign. see. We have to be evil. Yeah. Oh, see, now we're gonna get into uh -oh. Wizards of the Coast being super woke. Yeah, insane. there we go. Not all orcs are all bad. That's murder. right. That's right. Oh yeah, fine. You can play an orc, but you know what? it's rare. It's rare. Okay. Not bad. Well, what's gonna happen when you're a not evil? Per member of an evil race, you're That's going to find you're going to be Drist yeah. Durden, and you're going to be super rare, and special, you're going to find, people, and you're gonna find other yes. people like you. Yes. So it would make perfect sense that the the group would exist. I want you to be able to walk into a tavern without having a whole thing about prejudice. He could be and illusion. You know what you need illusion. to do? You need to tell the DM to get the stick out of his ass. Oh, wait. You're the DM. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do now, motherfucker? You know, it's just like, you're the DM. You're, I love how you sit there and say, "There's I, this is out of my hands, guys. I'll play that card your, if I your, have to. Your characters walk in there. They're totally fucked. I, I have no control over this. <laughs> I'm just a DM. I just want to have a scene where you can say, okay, you walk into the bar without having a whole thing behind it. Every bar. 
We don't serve your kind here every right, goddamn right. time. Don't then don't have racist NPCs. <laughs> He's not wrong. But there's a, there, that's <laughs> He's an answer. Not wrong. Uh, I see. That's the problem because there are a lot of D and D people who like the human centric. And I love the Star Wars Cantina D&D. I like the Star Wars Cantina D&D. No, you but don't. No, no, hold on. Hold oh, shit. On, Here we go. On. Here we but go. They're not, it's not every tavern. And I know a lot about Faerun, and we're playing in... Faerun. Uh, yeah, we're see. playing in Forgotten Realms. There you go. Okay, do you want to not play in Forgotten Realms? No. I don't sure. know anything. Let's, let's, play our, let's, let's play somewhere else. Let's play in Barryville. I, oh, Barryville, Why don't you be imaginative and make one up? Motherfucker. <laughs> Carson just threw down, by the way. He, like, did the whole aggressive, what up, dude? Come at me, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. You No, it, uh, you're totally right, Barry. You take your book and you run it out of the book as the book tells you to do it. I'm going to come across <laughs> this motherfucking table at you. He's just pushing buttons. <laughs> buttons are being pushed, and I'm hearing them, and I'm feeling it, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Pushing Barry's bitch buttons. I All would right. I would do that, but we have so much history already in Faerun and other characters I want to bring in and stuff, and it's fun. Oh, it's about what Barry wants to do. Well, yeah. he is the DM. He gets to create the story. <laughs> I'm doing all the work, motherfucker. <laughs> You're doing all the work. I've spent hours trying to figure out this character. How can and... I piss Barry off? Yeah. What things can I specifically I... take okay, I can't to kill Halfling Bars? I can't be the, a bugbear. I can't be a kobold. You're, you're going to have uh, a that, portal into a realm of halfling work. bards. All the fucking work I have to do. Nothing but halfling. It's going to rain halfling <laughs> bards. Well, I'll kill them all. Your level pretty good. You know, you can <laughs> see, you can sit there and just uh, say, "Don't be a halfling bard because first level adventurers with cursed and kill them on sight." I'm going to record Todd playing a halfling bard and I'll have a soundboard. To just oh play God. his voice as the halfling bard. Stephen Biggs Game Mastery. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get the. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let I, me get the. I'm behind this. Yep. <laughs> See, there you go. That's fine. I'll be a halfling bard. I'll halfling bard so hard. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> you won't be able to sit Prove for it. a month. Let's sit. What are <laughs> you doing with your halfling bards? Where are you going are to you, put them? You, 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 you will quit running <laughs> you'll be like no more i'm not doing this ever will you again. even learn the ukulele for me no you're gonna larp this thing <laughs> i'll 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 use the jaws go big or go home and the harmonica go big or go home oh no i'll use the uh ululuva oh I'm, I'm getting you an accordion i'll just sit there that's that's my bardic inspiration we go into battle to me going i'm inspired I would like just a whole party of nothing but halfling bards. No. You're in the Uvalula. You could play the tambourine. You could play have, the 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 butt harp. Um, I've never been interested in playing a bard. They're boring. And here I'm visioning a butt harp. The oh, you see, you see, Deb, you don't have no imagination because you could make it interesting if you just used your mind. Mime, mime, mime. Use your mime. Mime. Hey Deb, <coughs> why, why don't you use your mime and bring us into the next segment, <laughs> please? <laughs> news don't you don't give a shit about. <laughs> hooray for once! <laughs> Not boo, hooray. 
In the 2013 science fiction thriller Europa Report, a private company called Europa Ventures sends six astronauts on the first crewed mission to Jupiter's icy moon Europa. Along the way, they encounter a variety of threats from dangerous solar flares to mysterious entities living on the, ocean, the icy ocean world. All right, so far, I'm on board. The story is told from an outside perspective using mission data retrieved after the fact. It has to be told that way because every member of the crew is dead. Finding okay, alien, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. <laughs> finding what? alien life on another world might be a mixed bag. It would confirm once and for all that we're not alone in the universe, but it could also end in tragedy. For us or for them, which is part of the reason that we are going to send a whole bunch of cool robots to explain to explore alien ocean worlds long before we send any scuba-clad astronauts. Darn right. And we'll send it when we'll fill them full of AI so they can write very mediocre stories to these aliens. And yes. tell all of the aliens they meet to come kill the human race. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly oh. probably what's gonna well, happen. I okay. love how everybody just jumps to that conclusion. Don't. You know? Oh, it's an AI, it's no. gonna want to kill us. No, it's you just gonna want to, it's, gonna, it's just gonna bore you to death. Yeah. yeah. Actually what what's funny though is this is it's fun this is found footage astronaut story basically there's a story in here somewhere yes it's actually a real story about nasa while nasa and other <laughs> space agencies have plans to send spacecraft to visit europa including the upcoming europa clipper mission that isn't the only ocean world in the solar system we're planning to visit astronomers have their sights set on even stranger worlds using equally bizarre machines the appropriately named exobiology extant life surveyor and it's e-e-l-s eels is designed to traverse and explore the rugged and ever-changing terrain of Saturn's moon. In Inculatus? Latus? Insulatus? I've oh, never I said like that. that one. That's the number three over at, at Lindo, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Data from the Cassini orbiter revealed that much like Europa, this moon likely has a liquid water ocean beneath its frigid exterior. The liquid water sublayer is revealed by large plumes of water bursting from the surface, and those plumes might also provide a doorway so that these robots can actually get into the ocean and, and investigate. EELS is designed to be adaptable to traverse ocean world-inspired terrain, fluidized media, enclosed labyrinthian environments and liquids, according to NASA's JPL. In order to deal with the frozen, craggy surface and tight spaces of, of this moon, NASA has ditched their tried and true rover design in favor of something more slithery. Something long and slender, eel-like even. Hence yeah. the name, yes. <laughs> the craft will be made up of multiple identical segments, each containing their own power, communications, actuation, and propulsion systems. Each segment features a first-of-its-kind rotating propulsion unit, which acts as a gripper, track, and propeller for moving along the solid surface in the water sublayer. And it's ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> At present, the project is still in development, but a prototype has been built. I do. They did have a picture on the article that I read. Um, it, yeah. And it is, it's quite large actually. Does it look like a space snake? Um, yeah, it kind of does like it the looks toy. It like the, the, the cat the, toy. The cat toy. Yeah, it yeah. looks like the cat yeah. toy. Yeah. Or, uh, or uh, uh, Transformers, you know, uh, Age of the Snakes, if they were to do that that sequel. and that That's exactly they how that. they would do it. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's uh, an interesting concept for the design. And of course, yeah. They're going to form their own civilization and come back a thousand years later. Yep. And I'm, I'm still waiting for the part I don't care about. Yeah, I know. Well, I thought it was an interesting story. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have to notice at this point that sometimes in news you don't give a shit about, I put stories that I like, and maybe you don't. This is intelligent science and a positive view of the future. Yes, so obviously, like you mooks are not going to like it. <laughs> 
With more than 20 points of articulation, it will be capable of twisting and bending into a variety of forms, oh, allowing like it Jeff. to weasel its way through cracks and crevices, <laughs> into a, a plume escape vents, and into oh, the shrouded sh- alien ocean below. See Jeff slithering down one of those Europa holes? <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> or so you say. <laughs> this is why I smoke candy cigarettes. This one you cigarettes. probably know. Uh-huh. Jurassic World Dominion finished its long-running six-movie cycle that make up the Jurassic Park film franchise. Really? It's over? Well, so they say. Oh. But already, however, oh. director Colin Trevorrow has teased that Dominion won't necessarily be the last bite in the iconic franchise's future. Ah, and how dinosaurs bite. and peoples get along. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that hint... That the series is likely to live on, there's been nothing. Nothing from Universal, nothing from Steven Spielberg, nothing from the director on how additional movie entries might get introduced into the canon. Where there's a built-in fan base, though, life always finds a way. Ah. Obviously, we know. That's true. And one fan is raking up YouTube views for suggesting the series make a blast back to the past to explore one of the biggest off-screen events in all of Jurassic Park lore. So for those of you who don't remember, between the first film... And the second film. Okay, so the original film came out in 1993. The second uh, film came out in 1997. Yes. And side note, when that film, oh my God, I, I was obsessed. So I, I was 12 when this movie came out originally in the theaters in that summer. And I must have, I don't even know how many times I saw it. I was obsessed. I bought the soundtrack. I listened to it constantly. It was just like, I was amazed by that film. Did you put on dinosaur costume? No, did not do that. Well, what the hell? <laughs> what kind of fan are you? <laughs> yeah. But when the second one came out, it didn't have the same feel, right? I mean, right. so I really wasn't as interested in the second movie. So that, to me, I'm like, you want to do a story about something that happened between the first and second movie? Okay. So anyway, so his thoughts are that essentially, um, um, he says that Hurricane Clarissa, which they mention in the movies, is a storm that the Lost World and later Dominion confirms as the weather disaster that wrecked game-changing havoc on Isla Sorna, which is the second island. The fictional island not far from Isla Nublar, which is the first island from the first film, where the DNA scientists of John Hammond's InGen company bred and nurtured, and nurtured the dinos meant to populate his planned network of prehistoric parks. Mentioned only in passing and much later in Dominion, Hurricane Clarissa's implied chaos occurred off screen, taking place somewhere sometime in the approximate four year gap between the two films. But the storm's effects manifested in big ways across the franchise, crippling Isla Sorna's uh, tightly controlled reptile research while simultaneously freeing its dinosaurs to run amok in later films. Um, giving fans a front row seat to the hurricane's lacerating power would unleash nature's fury in a whole new way while Jurassic Park, the prequel, film and undercurrent of horror movie vibes that all these things so, and i'm not gonna read the rest of it because i sit there and i'm like there's hurricanes that hit this planet all the time and these things actually happen but you're throwing dinosaurs into a, it and you think that makes it a better yeah. movie yeah that sounds boring as sharknado I, I am all for the building of us watching the building of a second park that goes wrong back in the earlier discovery times of this right i'm i fell out of the new movies after the first Colin Trevorrow film. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm fine revisiting the earlier stuff. Uh, although, yeah, Hurricane is just... Let's mash Twister and... Shark- and, and Sharknado. Yeah. 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 Dinosaur Nado. Yeah. Starring e- Ian Zering. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, and plus the fact that you put it out on YouTube means it's never going to happen because they don't want to pay you any rights. Exactly. So... Huh. So if you want it, dumb move. 
Don't do that. You should, you should have. Uh, Red light. Yeah. Instead, you should have just written it up as a pitch. <laughs> oh, well. Pitches, bitches. Um, News you don't give a shit about. Ooh. Oh, three. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy. When you pick up. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh. My voice cracked. When you pick up a plastic case with a PS5 logo and a title of a video game on the front and you pay 70 bucks and take it home, you may think what you just did was buy a physical copy of a video game. Yes. Unfortunately, if it says Star Wars Jedi Survivor on it, you'd be wrong. It turns out the physical version of this game does not actually contain the game, or at least not all of it. Apparently, after you insert the disc and install it to your system, you can only play through the intro mission before you're prompted to download the rest of the game digitally. <laughs> oh. So there's only, there's only a tutorial on that disc? Yeah, the intro mission, essentially, the tutorial, uh, yes. Divix, the video game. <laughs> that is some bullshit. Yes, it yeah. is. And if, for some reason, you play on an older system or, or something maybe that's not connected to the internet, you can't play the rest of the game because you have to digitally download it. Yes. And what if you what if you go to play it on another system, uh, another player, you know? Like like Todd brings it over here and he's like, hey, Kirsten, you got to see this. Well, you pop it in and then have a long-ass download. Do we, do we do we get a second download or no, is it going to go? Usually you don't. Or is it going to be like fuck off? We've already downloaded on Todd's game. We're not going to download on yours, Kirsten. Usually you would question. have to be logged in with your profile. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Mm. See, this isn't news I don't give a shit about. This is news I give a shit about, and it makes me angry. Yeah. Right. Well, that's kind of one of the things of this yeah. sector. <laughs> yes. News that makes you- it's it's shit news is what the section oh. is. It's shit news. So, yeah. And besides, everything makes you angry. That's yeah, true. but this especially, I want to buy <laughs> physical media because I don't want to have to depend on it being there forever digitally. See, the only reason why Barry doesn't like to buy digital movies, well, which I understand, I because yeah. yeah, if you like, you ever got rid of your Amazon account, you don't own that movie anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they can just take it away anyway. You can right. buy it, and they say it's not available anymore. Uh huh. Yeah. they're allowed to do that. Yep. That's part of that thing you read and didn't read. The fine print. TOS. Which obviously you probably also sold your soul, and you didn't weren't aware, but it's fine. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they I can't because I sold it to the other company. <laughs> I'll give you five dollars for your soul. I can't sell it to you. I don't own it anymore. I got five dollars right here. All right. No, didn't no, you I, guys I, do something like this a long no, time ago? I, yeah, but Barry got fucked. It yeah, attached it attached to my Quibi account. Oh, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that shit's gone. Obviously, this isn't the first game to do this. Hogwarts and Legacy also locked physical copy owners out after the tutorial until they downloaded the rest of the game. Halo Infinite's disc was similarly incomplete. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 didn't have any game data on the disc at all. The physical Crazy. versions of all these games are not copies. They're just keys, essentially. So they, like, get you into the door. But to play the actual game, you still have to digitally download. So you're buying a digital game, and you if you buy the physical copy, all you're doing is creating one more barrier to playing the game by having to put the disc in. Oh, no, you're also creating physical garbage that's my so my problem with this Plastic whole thing is shit. you are generating waste for no reason if you're gonna make a digital download game make a fucking digital download game don't make a here you can buy this physical media copy and make people think it's the actual game and then they have spent this money on it and it's now a waste because it, it does like they can't even put it into their freaking xbox to play it it is well, trash well that's just it you can't get rid of it because you can't play the game unless the disc is in there. You're if you're buying this and it becomes your digital copy. That's true. It's to your, play your the key. game, you it's have to have the disc that's in true. the system. So you're crippling yourself. That's yeah. terrible. For yeah. what? Just so that you could display it, spine out on your pretty your collection. So this is different, obviously, from patches and day oh, zero yeah. updates. Um, so 
you know, that happens. Day one patches are meant to be updates that further polish the game after the point in which the physical copies are sold in stores. Day one patches are very different than selling people a blank disc and pretending there's a game on it or having this disc just be a game code. I miss the days where you buy a game, you pop it in, there's the game, it's great, done. I miss it too, Grandpa. (laughs) This this isn't Grandpa (laughs) shit. I'm talking like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Remember those games? Yes, Grandpa. Those I remember were those games. Don't Grandpa me. Those we have all of all of the like fallout. All of the oh, fallout. Another games shirt. We have hard discs for. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them, which is great because the other thing I like is you don't have. It's now not taking up all the fucking space on your hard drive on your Xbox. Like because sometimes with Barry having Game Pass, he'll have to purge the system every once in a while because he's downloaded so many things to try them, and then to try download something else, you'll have to delete a ton of shit. But if it's actually game that. Maybe we're both playing and you want to pick up it at some like you have to reinstall everything. It's really obnoxious. Well, Barry's obnoxious in general. Right, You're right. Obnoxious. It goes hand in hand. So the biggest thing Peace. when Sony and Microsoft at some point in support for PS5 and Xbox, you know, 20 years or whatever down the road, will it even be possible to download updates and or these games to continue playing? We have no idea. But given how little respect these companies have for their own histories, it's doubtful. Yeah. Preservation and a distrust for digital games aren't the only reason to buy physical. You might want to give the box to someone else's gift. You might want to resell it to recoup some of your costs. Maybe it was a game you thought you would love and you really didn't. Oh, maybe yeah, you bought you Redfall. Yeah, maybe. You can't really sell those games to like GameStop anymore, can you? Now that it's just a key you know to what? get in. Yeah. I don't know if you can or not. Yeah, I don't Todd, know either. Todd. I don't know either. Gamefly. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, right there's your, your show and tell on it. I am not the first person to use this copy of Hogwarts Legacy. It worked fine for me. Hmm. Maybe this is something they will change in the future. That's possible. Yeah. But as of the state of things right now, I am playing Hogwarts Legacy on a physical disc. Well, what I downloaded after I put the physical disc in there. Interesting. For, uh, you know what? Quit video games. Just play board games. There you go. There you go. Just play with your friends. Go outside. Make friends. Fix your bike. Fix your face so people don't run away. <laughs> Biggest Wait, thing. What? <laughs> Fix your what? Fix your bike. Face. Oh. <laughs> I got. Anyway. If the game doesn't fit on a Blu-ray. I'm trying to say that people are ugly. <laughs> and they say, come over for board games. And they go, no, you're too ugly. Wow. That, I don't know if that happens. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me, but I'm saying it might. Oh, oh. There's some other oh. people. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's support groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Fuck off, Barry. <laughs> if the game doesn't fit on a Blu-ray, then it should come with as many discs as it needs to to make it fit. That's how it's worked for every game from the original Final Fantasy VII to Red Dead Redemption. Games are going to get... They're just going to keep getting bigger with the amount of data and information that they program into them. Oh, like, yeah. Remember having to down, Remember having to install like 12 different yeah. discs for yeah. a game? Cassettes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Grandpa. Great grandpa. Go grandpa me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> the biggest thing oh, is at some point if physical media doesn't keep up with data, being yeah. able to house more data, they will run to a point where you have no choice, you have to digitally download. Um, and if you if they still publish a physical media, then they need to clearly label the box to make sure that it is very clear it is not the game, but yeah. a key to unlock the digital the, copy. They, yeah. they, that's for me, that's like the the real nugget of, of this whole article is just the whole wait, I don't have the fucking game. Right. Yeah, and that's the big thing is a lot of game companies publish these and it's like in fine print on the oh, back. Oh, yeah. That it's like in that text that nobody ever reads because you think it's right. the trademark or like copyright, blah, 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 blah. 
by the way, this is not the actual copy of the game. You will still need to copy and download. Da, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're do- are they doing that with movies or is it just games? I imagine it's just well, games. Well, J- if games. Jeff was here, he would remind you that uh, uh, you don't actually, you buy the license, you know, to these things and you don't actually own certain things. And Yeah, you don't own any of the games. Because apparently <laughs> Jeff reads Terms of Service, so. Do we have he Terms does. of Service? Yes. Uh, yeah. By, list, by listening to this, we own you. There we you should go. make oh, some. Right. There it is. No, we, we own you. If you hear my voice, we own you. In all versions of you? Yes. And anything and everything you ever do? In, in all perpetuity. In all multiverses. Wow. Dance, monkey! <laughs> anything else there? Nope. That's it. <laughs> we can geek! Hooray! Sort of. Oh, dear. <laughs> don't grandpa Hooray! me. Hooray, maybe. I don't know. Some of the uh, shit you read. Oh, 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 oh! This, <laughs> it's starting with an ad. Uh oh. Oh God. Uh, ad well, nauseum. No. From uh, the the one and only Gr Conkle, and uh, it, this was a little different, but it's it's this doozy. Is different. Yeah. Oh wow. Book five is coming out in August. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, the ad reads: This is a possible scene behind the scenes. The fate of the Geek Shock characters within Conkle's Rebirth of the Fallen series is largely unwritten, which means you, the mighty Shock Monkeys, may be able to influence their stories. Mad Martron insists that I slaughter Archmage Tor- Torgolo in the most gruesome manner. I agree. I agree. But after watching the Frank and Bill episode of The Last of Us, I was inspired. <gasps> With the following. Oh, please no. <laughs> oh, God. Please no. Oh, please, I yeah. see this going bad. <laughs> Archmage Todd Torgolo gently stroked the fat fisher on his lap. He loved his pet, Biggles. With a sleek, almost oily coat, a wide beaver-like tail, long, needle-sharp, prehensile whiskers, what wasn't to love? Biggles was a far better, and in many cases, far smarter companion than the rest of the tenured sycophants who taught within the academy. If there were a way, he'd happily make his pet Fisher a professor. Professor Biggles. The name certainly had a ring to it. The archmage continued to stroke his Fisher as he remembered yesterday's harrowing events. Initially, he refused to go along on the governor's stupid little jaunt. Harvesting reagents from Mycons was something students and adjunct professors did, but then he heard Professor Cobbletrot was going along. He wasn't going to miss an opportunity to adventure with Kirsten Cobbletrot, not in a million years. Uh, and Kirsten mm-hmm. lived up to Todd's wildest fantasies. What? <laughs> I like where this is going already. Oh, I see. Oh, but yeah, Slashvik. The way... <laughs> The way he let out an adorable little toot every time he swung <laughs> his, his uh, mighty warhammer. Wow. <laughs> you just bumped the table. <laughs> I really hurt my knee. Oh, I yeah. laughed so hard. <laughs> I hurt my knee. I laughed so hard. It made Todd wonder what it would be like to be on the receiving end of Kirsten's mighty love hammer. Yes! <laughs> I love this! <laughs> Biggles wow. belched and stirred in the archmage lap. Then again, one particular part of Todd's lap was noticeably harder than before. He couldn't blame Biggles for adjusting. The fisher held a ripe plum between a pair of his whiskers. He was just about to pop it into his mouth when Todd noticed that the bowl of plums he just kept on his table was nearly empty. No wonder his fisher was getting fat. 
So how's this going to work, shock monkeys? I have no fucking idea. At this point in a career as a writer, I'm looking for Amazon ratings and reviews. So I'll keep an eye on things across the month of May, perhaps June. Any new ratings or reviews I see recorded for any of my titles will count as endorsement for this particular what-if direction for these characters. Later this year, I'll write you a few different what-if scene behind the scenes and we'll see which ends up to be the most popular. Sincerely, J.R. Conkle. That was a masterpiece. <laughs> yes. That, that was great. That, that's, uh, that might be one of my favorite new sentences, though. That's, that's just the way he let on an adorable little toot every time he swung his mighty <laughs> warhammer. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm going to get started, Ryan, just so I can have the character Conkle fucking goats and getting diseases from them. <clears throat> I think there's going to be a character that's going to enter the D&D game we're going to play. It's going to be a... A tooting yeah. little... Uh, a, a tooting little professor, yeah. 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 Tooting little... Professor Biggles. Yeah, well, that's Professor Biggs. <laughs> He's a tooting professor. So you know what else he does? When he, when he sleeps, sometimes he goes... <clears throat> so I... Yeah. <laughs> so I guess if you want more of that, uh, uh, read and review Jared Kunkel's books, and uh, he's paying attention wow. this month and next. So what a, what a slash pick. There's your challenge. What, what a what an utter what an utter low. What a sellout sink low. <laughs> Just a, <laughs> so disappointed. Just so man. Now what if you weren't in it and it was like say Andy? Well yeah <laughs> yeah Andy. Cobblepot <laughs> yeah come on Cobblepot that is a that is that's such an Andy. A, that's such an Andy last name. <laughs> it really is. Me. Yes. Yeah. Commander K. I should be a warlord in charge of an army. Kirsten Yeah, Cobble. but you gave yourself the name Commander, so whatever. Kirsten what? Cobblepot. And you you spell it with a K. What? Because his name starts with a K. So? <laughs> so he spells Commander with a K. God. So? Oh, my God. So. Just so long as in the final book... The uh, the uh, sorceress uh, uh, Deb burns the imp Vlarg <laughs> in holy oil or some shit. It was funny because as you was reading this, I was going to turn to to Deb and I'm like, "Do I have a character yet?" And yeah, now I don't have to ask. Uh, and on a side note, uh, the game that I'm playing, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, the char- slash the character that. Uh, inhabits your body and gives you the powers. Likes the way you toot. The name is KK. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, That's saying. close. Just saying. You're almost, you're, it's almost actionable. Cobblepot. All right, so here's a real weekend <laughs> geek. <clears throat> Yay! <laughs> One person at the table. Since Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker was released in 2019, many films have been announced, but nothing has been made. After Disney bought Lucasfilm, the original plan was to release two or three Star Wars movies a year. In recent years, the focus of Star Wars has been put on developing shows for Disney+. Plus. Now, Lucasfilm has new movie plans, and they're looking at releasing a Star Wars movie every three to four years. Kennedy explained in an interview with Empire, quote, I've often brought up Bond. That's every three to four years, and there wasn't this pressure to feel like you have to make a movie every year. I feel that's very important to Star Wars. We have to 
evenize this. It was much better to tell the truth that we're going to make these movies when they're ready to be made and release them when they're ready to be released, unquote. Uh, The Star Wars projects currently in development include James Mangold's film about the discovery of the Force, set 25,000 years before the Skywalker saga. Dave Filoni will continue the uh, Mandoverse era with a big event movie that will conclude the story he started telling years ago. And then there's the uh, Daisy Ridley Ray Skywalker project and uh, Taika Waititi's project. I didn't know they were going to do the starting of the Force. That's interesting. Wow. That's now, like Jedi Nice. That's like, when was Old Republic? Oh, timeline? no, no. That's that's way before the big founding of the Force. That's like, fuck. I, I could be wrong, but it's 5,000 something? Was Old Republic? I, I, don't, I forget the, the, the BBY on that, but yeah. 25,000 years prior to all of that. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, so they got like proto sabers and shit. Well, they've essentially what I mean they're doing is putting it far enough back that they could do whatever they funk they want because it's so long ago that it doesn't have to reflect anything that exists now. Neat. I'm down, <laughs> but I'm concerned. Are, are, there, are they still going to move forward with a lot of Star Trek? Start fuck Star really? Wars. You've been doing that all show. <laughs> Starfield. Yep. Star Citizen. Star, Star Citizen. something or other. TV shows. I think that's still going to be okay. Yeah. Good because that I think is really helping move the narrative forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And well, they're they can, fun. And they're a lot they of fun. Can tell a, a deeper story because you have eight hours or you know ish versus well, two. Sometimes you've got six hours and you do it over eight. <laughs> that does happen. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, but, but I'd still. rather they do that than cram all the yes. story into like somehow two hours. Palpatine's back. Oh God. <sighs> Surprise! <laughs> wow, that—that's what that movie needed. It just needed Deb popping up. Surprise! That's I—that should be in every movie. Yeah, <laughs> just Deb in some Jedi robes. Surprise! <laughs> Palpatine's back. Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, hoopty moment in uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. <laughs> Amazon has officially confirmed its previously reported two-season order for Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, and Bruce Timm's animated Batman Caped Crusader series. Additionally, Amazon has picked up an original animated film, Merry Little Batman, an animated spin-off series, Bat Family, both of which hail from Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brothers Animation, and DC. The news comes after HBO Max abandoned plans to move forward with Cape Crusader, despite its impressive creative pedigree. Uh, Merry Little Batman is described as a family action comedy that sees young Damian Wayne transforming into Little Batman in order to defend his home and Gotham from the villains who want to destroy the holidays. Uh, Mark Roth, who did the regular show, directs the animated feature that features a screenplay from Morgan Evans, who did Teen Titans Go. Uh, spinoff series Bat Family follows Batman, Alfred, and young Damian Wayne, who has now taken on the mantle of Little Batman, along with a few newcomers to Wayne Manor as they navigate the fun and frustrations of life as a super family. I just saw Barry, uh, Barry's head implode a little bit. Over there, he's just like, I don't understand why they would do this. That's a uh... surprise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Just. Wow! Why don't they just? Wh- who? Why don't they just? You, you do at that point, just do Batmite. I wouldn't be surprised if that you ends know? up a character in this. Yeah, mm, it, it's, Batmite. It's a perfect combo. I just wanted to help. <laughs> I, I yeah okay all right okay. Nah. Right. 
PlayStation 5 turns three later this year, but largely due to shortages for its first two years, its sales number are speeding up at an impressive rate. In fact, PlayStation's newest console has been so readily available to find for the first three months of 2023, it's just set a new record for the most consoles sold in a single quarter. Oh, yeah, I just saw one in uh, Costco. Sony revealed that it shipped 6.3 million PS5s during the first quarter of 2023. Uh, not only is that a new record, regardless of platform creator, but it smashed the PS4's record for a single quarter. And the PS4's best quarter saw it sell 3 million consoles, so its younger sibling managed to more than double that record. And while PS5 has shifted 38.3 million units to date, uh, moving it past Mega Drive and N64 to the top 20 best-selling consoles of all time, at the same time of its life cycle, the PS4 had sold 40 million. And of course, topping 117 million sold, the PS4 sits comfortably as one of the top five best-selling consoles of all time, only outsold by one other PlayStation, the PlayStation 2. I don't think anything will ever outsell a PlayStation 2. Mark my words. I think it's the only PlayStation I've ever owned is PlayStation 2. Everyone had that. I didn't. Everyone. Everyone. Had that. Had that. Real people had that. Yeah. <laughs> Actual human beings. Human I beings. actually had that before I ever had an Xbox. Sure. So. <laughs> PlayStation 2 was was the console of yeah, the time. Yeah, it was. It was the console. And uh, PlayStation 4... Spence was right with one thing. They really fucked up the Xbox last console run, the PlayStation 4 era. Succeeding that era to PlayStation was the big mistake because that's when digital finally truly arrived. So your digital games that you bought, which now tend to carry with you to the next console, if I own 100 PlayStation games... I'm more likely to get a PlayStation on my next console. Yeah. Whereas they have this great Xbox subscription series, but because of that, less people are buying Xbox games and just subscribing to that. So there's no real reason to continue on on the next console if you have both and are buying all your games for PS4 and just streaming your games on Xbox. So they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Just Just a thought. Babylon 5 creator Michael J. Straczynski is developing a Babylon 5 animated movie. Uh, Straczynski shared the news on social media saying, Babylon 5 animated movie coming from Warner Brothers Animation and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Classic B5, raucous, heartfelt, nonstop, a ton of fun through time and space, and a love letter to the fans, unquote. Uh, Straczynski went time. on... Were they a time travel show? Well, maybe it is now. I think the main character, and like he was... He did time travel, if I remember correctly, but the human. Straczynski went on to share that the film is, quote, already finished and in the can, unquote. And that, quote, it feels the most B5-ish of anything we've done since the original show, unquote. That's Uh, news. Okay. Right. The show took place in 23rd century when humans and aliens coexist on a massive space station called Babylon 5. With intricate plot lines and character development, the show tackled complex themes and social issues. Uh, Still got to watch that. Matt would slap me. Yeah, I know. I, I really never got into Babylon 5. Yeah. Well, my, my problem, and I guess this is the problem with all shows from that era, uh, first season's kind of a clunker. Yeah. Yeah. Just like first season of Next Gen. Yeah. It's not serial. It's episodic. And I never really dug that. 
Uh, but it becomes serial, I guess, after that. It becomes really old. good when they get into the Dominion War. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the best part. Dominion War. Yeah. 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 He will become a god. And when the Cylons, uh, you know, yeah. finally get together with them on the planet. Yeah. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Beyond the Watchtower, oh, still yeah. to this day, is one of my favorite scenes. In- is that the one they pick up the Xenomorph? <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good one. It's a good one. Netflix are all along the watchtower. All along the watchtower. All along yeah. the watchtower. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Which version? The guy. The Bear McCreary version. Oh, okay. Anything Bear McCreary does is just great. Oh, I was thinking musically. Netflix has picked up the Scott Pilgrim anime series based on Brian Lee O'Malley and Ben David Grabinski's graphic novel series. The entire cast of Edgar Wright's 2010 film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World will be returning to voice the characters. Michael Sarah will return to play Scott. Mary Elizabeth Winstead will reprise the role as Ramona. Chris Evans as Lucas Lee. Kieran Culkin as Wallace Wells. Andrew Kendrick, Stacey Pilgrim. Brie Larson as Envy Adams. Allison Pill as Kim Pine. Audrey Plaza as Julie Powers. Brandon Routh as Todd Ingram. Jason Schwartzman as Gideon Graves. O'Malley and Grabinski will serve as executives, producers, showwriters, and showrunners. Uh, Edgar Wright will serve as executive producer on the new show, uh, while Science Saru will serve as the animation studio. So you Scott Pilgrim fans are getting the anime you wanted voiced with the cast you loved from the movie. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. It is impressive. That is impressive. Well, they did a reenact, what was it, the 10th anniversary that they did during COVID, um, and they they. They did the whole, and all the actors did it. It was really cool. Like a scene or whatever? Um, no, I think they like reenacted a lot of the film, if not the whole film, oh, if I remember wow. correctly. Yeah. They like read, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, see, I never read the comic. Did you ever read the comic? I never read the comic. I never liked the art. I never got into the, the comic itself. I, I thumbed through it. I'm like, this isn't for me. But I enjoyed the film. The film was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. It is a prime example of style over substance that works yeah 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 the first the first time you had a visual the first time like he was playing the guitar right and like the cartoony bits and uh, stuff. yeah like, and wait. and i was just like oh oh okay oh, that's the that's the this game is, we're playing you know, that and also just knives standing off in the corner frowning when you know brendan ralph's character vegan powers yeah oh, yeah oh yeah or or lucas lee that was just Evans was just great. <laughs> it's 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 too bad the movie didn't do all that well. Yeah, yeah. but Brie Larson lip syncing metric. Yeah, eh, it's fine. It it, ha- <laughs> <laughs> but it has its lovers, and I wish them all the power in the world for this. Atari has announced that they've acquired more than 100 PC and console game titles from the 1980s and 1990s. Uh, we don't have a full list, but the press release highlights a few, including Busby, uh, Hardball, Who? Demolition Racer Who? series, Who? as well as the 1942 Pacific Air War, F-117A, and the F-14 Air Combat series. Now, Atari's plan is to, quote, expand digital and physical distribution of the classic titles, create new games based on the IP, and explore brand and merchandising collaborations. Uh, Atari CEO Wade Rosen said in a statement, quote, this is a deep catalog. 
That includes groundbreaking and award-winning titles from Accolade, Infogrames, and Microprose. Many of these titles are part of Atari history, and fans can look forward to seeing many of these games re-released in physical and digital formats, and in some cases even ported to modern consoles, unquote. Cough, meme, cough. Atari also acquired the trademark to the Accolade and GTI brands. Uh, Accolade was a well-respected U.S. video game developer and publisher from 1984 until 2000. Uh, Atari is, quote, undertaking a multi-year effort to transform the company behind one of the world's most iconic brands. The important part of that effort in includes expanding Atari's video game business, leveraging the company's large catalog of IP to release classic games and bring new, high-quality games to market. Atari's vast library of IP is the vault from which new and exciting game development ideas are pulled, reinventing old classics, reimagining storylines, developing entirely new narratives inspired by the games that set the course for an entire industry. Someone's really excited there in uh, marketing. Someone's oh. doing a lot of blow. Oh, <laughs> uh, Atari is just not Atari anymore. It hasn't been for decades. No. no. Those, those titles that they listed, for example, real, I, I haven't heard of any of those. Busby was a platformer meant to fight with the Mario. It obviously didn't. Uh, it had a few titles to it. The only ones that really stand out to me are the old jet fighting games from the 80s like f-14 falcon that was 1942 that was like a shooter oh no, no this is a different one this is not 1942 this is a simulator of that pl- uh, plane from i don't remember that at all uh, the 80s was rife with combat simulators not yeah, great ones by today's standards yeah. but at the time i think see the name atari conjures up something specific for me yes the 2600 the wood console one button and joystick you know, sure. Zork. Zork. Well, not Zork, but still. Like that. <laughs> Zork. Kong. I don't know. Combat. Well, Pitfall. Zork, was Zork made available for the 400, no, 800? No, Did no. they have any Infocom games? You got a... Oh, no, I think they had a type. Atari had computers back then, the 400 and the 800. I'm pretty sure there were Infocom versions yeah, of Yeah, there probably was. I don't know. I didn't like those computers. I had a Commodore 64. My friend had a Commodore, uh, the, you know, the Vic, whatever the hell, the 128, and... Uh, Another friend had a trash 80. Sure. You know, the Commodore 400 was crap. Had that membrane keyboard. Uh, but the 800 was a decent system for its time. It just... You mean the Atari? Atari 800, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just didn't have the support that, say, Apple or Commodore 64 did. Oh, no. They 64 tried. was great. In fact, they pulled the guy from Atari 64 to take over to ramp up the Atari computer division. and didn't work out so well. Mm. But, uh, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, all... These are the ones that they've announced. I'm not excited by that news. And I, I feel like, you know, the nostalgia thing, and that, that gland I have for nostalgia for the 80s really wants to be excited by that. You know what? Just, that's just it. For me, it needs to be Coleco Games, and they need to do an upgraded version of Qbert because I would be all over that. I love that game. Qbert's fantastic. shit out of that game. Fucking plug for a ColecoVision. And it's not the first time they've redone some of their classic IP. Their remake of Yar's Revenge is notoriously crap. Oh, my God. I went off on that in an ugly couch. Yes, you did. <laughs> I just can't remember which one. Yes, and well and well deserved. Because the Yar's Re- Revenge development team is full of crackheads. <laughs> and that Atari- All they do is smoke crack. That's it. And again, that new Atari uh, Museum game that they released, I gave that a glowing review and still do. It's worth your playing. 
But the worst part of that whole experience... Is the mini games that you play? There were a few games which were supposedly new versions of classic games that were terrible. Like Haunted House and Combat. and Those are games that would be a lot... I would think a lot easier to make newer versions of without changing much. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Those games worked so well for the Atari... And they're burned into our our brains if you were if you were alive during that time because they had to work around the lack of graphics. Yes, they had to have great play control in like a super tiny cartridge with no story really. You know, I mean, adventure. You're a dot. You're a fucking dot or whatever. You're moving around. Yet no, you're an adventurer. Oh, okay. But we bought it. Pac-Man. Same thing. Uh, Pitfall. You're barely a dude. You're just this stick figure thing, stick or whatever. figure thing, jumping over blobs. But, but it worked, and there was play control there. You felt like you were in control. Nowadays, a lot of games are graphically designed. They're so over the top graphically. Okay, case in point, Cyberpunk. It's supposed to be super graphic-y and wonderfully uh, the big beautiful story and, and beautiful, and it just tanked because everything was fucked up with it. Uh, it's good it, now, by the way. It isn't now, really. Yeah, now now it's Cyberpunk is well worth your time. Okay, go, go check it out now. They fixed it all. I wonder if they'll fix Redfall. Give it two years, maybe. Don't buy it now. <sighs> so I want to see better games with better play control rather than good uh, good graphics. That's why I like stupid games like Power Wash Simulator and Loop Hero. You know, there, there's no graphics in that. Well, there is. It's it's classic eight bit. I yeah. like classic eight bit, <laughs> and and we also have to be aware of ourselves here because with Atari, we are counting the hits and ignoring the misses. There was a lot of awful crap, especially third party crap on Atari. Oh yeah, it, it's part of what caused the whole video game crash of that era was just the amount of just absolute dreck. We would that go to this, were releasing. We would go to this toy store. To look at, at games, Fuck, I don't remember where it was, and there was always this bargain bin of games, and my mom would be like, "Yes, yeah, go in there and get those." Like, all right, I get five of these for one of those games. I brought them home, all trash. Oh yeah, just awful, all trash. Now, are there great ones? Yes, every game you mentioned for Atari, great, except for Pac-Man. That was kind of a messed up console port, but yeah. But the Atari games you remember were great for a reason. They were groundbreaking for the time, and still some of them play well to this day. Yeah. <clears throat> Not all of them. Oh, no. Okay. What played well for you? What's shit? What's your Redfall in Atari? Write to us, comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And I want to thank our Tier 4 members, Deb T, David Farrar, J.R. Kunkel, and our Buckfast and Haggis Tier 5 members, Jeff Harris, Ozzy, Matt, Mad, Mardron, Glumley, Atomic, Gumby. And a special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. Songs called The Burning Light. Find it at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. Did you forget one? There's a new tier five. There is a new tier five. I wasn't informed. King Vald. King Vald. King Vald is tier five? King Vald's tier five. Wow. Welcome to it, King Vald. Way to drop it. I never Todd. got the notification. Wow. Great. Now he's going down to tier zero. Yeah. Poop tier. No, the, what I have is tier five, like five tiers down my eyes because it's so sweet. And thank you, dear listener, for uh, joining us once again. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Blarg. And, uh, and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. You make me sad. You, you, but sad's your natural state. 
No, no. Anger. anger. Angry is his well, natural state. We know state. it comes from a place of sadness. Annoyance. That's right. It's, Aggravation. It's, yeah. it, it is the mask he wears of the world for the sadness That's and right. incompleteness because he feels in himself. Don't sadness, give him credit for being an emotional Sadness person. leads not. to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. No, it leads to suffering. Our suffering. Yeah, suffering Siggy candy. Well, let me eat my candy. I can quit whenever I want. We, you know what? We thank have, you, Batch Pearl. <laughs> we we have cookies on the table. Uh, my pink wa- champagne on ice. My my what's Rio Needy? We have we have uh, Cu- Cuban pastries, and and you reach still for the cigarettes because it is three inches from my hand and it's tiny. I don't want to eat a whole cookie. It makes him think that he's, you know, eating something that's low calorie. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I just like that beef gelatin flavor. You know, we're going to... Steve Biggs will agree with We're going to get you some <laughs> lick made and take away the powder. And just give the just have some aspic. You're fine. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. I hate aspic. Oh, oh I, I hate the word aspic. I like what he says it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> aspic. That's gross. <laughs> I had in a fancy restaurant one time and I just had to like suck it down. Like, mm, this is good. I don't want to be like, blah, I hate this. <laughs> there you go. Barry sucking down ass pick. <laughs> it's yeah. bad unless you do it right. Toot. Don't you toot at me. Toot. That's what he you, does when he swings a warhammer. Doom will toot if he, he wants pleases. to. 